Welcome to the Terrible Football Show, episode 55. All the boys are here this week. This is the first time in a little while. First time in a while. All the boys are here, all looking beautiful. All have cams on, too. Shout out to that. I'm no longer in a location that I cannot disclose to anyone. I'm back in the studio, back home, ready to rock and roll. We got a lot to talk about today. Boys, how we doing? How we feeling? We sure do. Feeling we sure great. do. Yeah, I'm feeling We're great considering muted. that there's ice and ice and sleet and all this other kind of stuff. I, I shouldn't be muted. No, you're good. Oh, we can yeah. hear you. Oh, never mind. I'm tripping. Hold on. You're good. Uh, my goodness. Oh, that, that's Shane. Shane's, Shane's got problems on his. Ricky, continue. Continue. It's the dark. <laughs> it's the dark background. But I, I'm going to take one second to promote my other broadcast real quick. Um, my other podcast broadcast. My other podcast. Uh, so the Nooner and Forest Show will be celebrating episode number 50. We're going to broadcast. I don't know when we're going to podcast it, but um, but here is here is episode number 50. The great Tim Tebow, Darren McFadden debate. So Ooh. hopefully it'll be posted next week. And so I've got Ooh. a huge <laughs> argument on why Darren McFadden <laughs> should have won the Heisman Trophy that year that Tim Tebow won it. I'm looking forward to listening to that one. Uh, that one's going to be fun. Yeah, shout out to episode 50 for his show. Uh, fun fact, most podcasts don't make it past episode 10, let alone make it to episode 50. So that's a huge accomplishment. And it's the best way to celebrate such an accomplishment is to have such a controversial episode like that. So I'm looking forward to listening to it. Jacob, Shane, how are you boys doing? I've honestly been sick, sick all week. You have, yeah. Hey, yeah. That's why you missed last oh. week, I think. Hopefully you're feeling better. Yeah. Hopefully you're back on yeah. top. Yeah, I'm still feeling sluggish, but I'm there. I'm uh, I feel you. I feel you. And what about Jacob? Rocking, uh, you know, no glasses look this week. Looking handsome as ever. How are you? Thank you. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> nah, man, I'm feeling really defeated. <laughs> 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 I am just, I'm, man. I can't wait for next season. Already done. I mean, yeah, <laughs> everyone's season is done at this point. Mine's been done for a long time. So welcome to the club, boys. I'm glad we can all be together now. <laughs> now today will be a good episode uh, not only because all the boys are together but because we have a lot on the dock honestly be real because uh, we have championship weekend a lot of conversation about that you see it in the title if you're listening to this or watching this worst officiating weekend ever that's the big question because the conversation is loud right now uh there's a lot of people that's very upset by the official even the nfl is very upset with some of the calls that were made this past weekend. I believe one of you's got a rant. I think it was Jacob. I, I, th I believe it was Jacob. Even Steve just chimed in in chat, the absolute worst. So a lot of conversations there. Obviously looking ahead to the Super Bowl. Shout out to the Eagles. Shout out to the Chiefs. Go should be an electric matchup. Looking forward to it here in a couple weeks. Uh, we've got a little conversation on the Pro Bowl and how it's an absolute joke. Uh, some conversation with head coaching hires. Got some news that popped out literally just within the last couple hours. And then, of course, we will all be revealing our NFL mock drafts 1.0s. All of them are done. Uh, so we're going to reveal it live here on stream. And then we'll be posting it over at Twitter at TerribleFBShow and everyone's respective Twitter if they would like. That's their choice. Uh, so looking forward to all that. Looking forward to all that. But, of course, make sure to check out some Rogue Energy. Use your referral link down below because that Black Cherry Lemonade is fucking awesome. It is so good. That is the best can by far. It's amazing. I've already bought two 12-packs. I'm probably buying another one on Friday. It's I, I can't run out. It's, it's do or die if I run out. Cannot happen. So definitely pick up some Black Cherry Lemonade. Check out some Agent Ink jerseys. We've got two jerseys being repped right now. Shout out to that. They look sick. And also, John just recently got a Gamesthetic jersey. So it's the first time I've got to see one in person. And it looks awesome. I can't wait to get one. Super pumped for that. 
Uh, but anyway, let's go ahead and jump into some conversations, boys. Uh, we'll go ahead and lead off with Championship Weekend and everything. It is the title of the the episode, so I don't want to dilly dally on that, of course. Uh, so, do we just want do we want to just go ahead and just start off fiery? Is that where we want to go, Jacob? Do you want to do you want to just kind of you know unleash your flames here? I mean, I can if that's what we. I mean, do. Let, let's set the tone. Let's set the tone. We have an official here on the call with Ricky. So I'll be looking forward to hearing his takes on that as well. So Jacob, uh, unleash the flames and we'll see what the, uh, the, the official thinks here. Okay, first and foremost, I would like to start out by saying that in no way, shape, or form is the NFL rigged. Those who say it is rigged Facts. are fucking idiots. They are dumb. <laughs> there is too many people involved. that would have to be involved yes. in order for that to even work. Yes. It's, it's literally just bad officiating that's making it look like that. Yep. Second. Oh, God. The Man, rigged just, one is a big conversation right now online. People are determined that this shit is rigged. And shout out to the few people that are really going in hot on that. Like one of my favorite ones was Tone Diggs with Pat McAfee show. He went pretty hot on it on Twitter. And my favorite one that he posted that both of you can agree with. He's just like, oh man, NFL's rigged. Yeah, it must make a, total, a lot of sense that Jerry Jones just allowed the NFL to screw him out of a Super Bowl for the last 30 plus years. That makes total sense, right? Yeah, the NFL's rigged. Jerry Jones doesn't seem like a competitive person at all. And I'm just like, bro, that's fucking true. Come on, people. Use your head. There's no way Jerry would be okay with that. He would be like, yo, you got to give us another Super Bowl in here somewhere. Come on now. Uh, okay, so second, I... As a, as an Ohioan, will stay state that the state of Ohio and the player and the fans are not the ones saying that the NFL is rigged. It is it is the the Twitter heads the the, the people that are, are are they love drama they love drama and they're the ones that are saying this and they're the ones saying that they're Bengals fans or they're 49ers fans and it's just it's smoke and mirrors with them. It's not the case. Us here in Ohio, we understand that the officials are dog shit. <laughs> there's, 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 there's no way that the NFL can be rigged. So, okay, so now, now what the fucking rant? Okay, <laughs> it wasn't even just the AFC Championship game. It was both of the championship games. You have two officiating crews, two that are getting calls wrong. Now, yes. Some of the calls in the 49ers-Eagles game wouldn't have mattered when it came down to the end because that score was just massive. And it's unfortunate what happened to Brock Purdy. He's going to be out for six months. And, you know, Josh, Josh Johnson got a concussion. They ended up having Christian McCaffrey pass a few times, which Dude, was it, weird. it was bad. <laughs> Who would have thought that would have been our, our NFC championship game? Like, 49ers cannot catch a break at the quarterback position. They they really can't. But I I think they will this offseason. I think they will. Okay, okay. But the the AFC Championship game, it was just abysmal. Yes, I understand that the very last uh, penalty that was thrown was that rough, uh, unnecessary roughness, which was completely legit. But let's back up a few. Let's back up a few minutes. All right, when that punt return happened, there was a complete block in the back that wasn't even called. Back up even further than that. You had two holding calls. I think it was the 
Next to last drive that the Kansas City Chiefs had, two holding calls that were not called. Then there was a weird intentional grounding call that was on Cincinnati, but there was two that should have been called for the Chiefs, but that wasn't. And then we talk about the play. Can we talk about the 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 whistle that blew? Can we talk about that? The the, the whistle that completely <laughs> redone an entire fucking play after a following play happened. <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> it just baffles me that that actually happened in a playoff game, in a championship game of of all things. Where you have so many eyes on it. You know what I mean? Like during the season, you know, like one of those random games that's not on TV, like there's there can be a lot of bad calls that people get loud about and everything and justifiably get loud about. But that one kind of goes a little bit more under the radar. You know what I mean? But when you have only one game on for that time slot, you know, obviously, and and all eyes are on that game, bro, you can't let but you can't let that terrible officiating happen like that. You know what I mean? Like all eyes are on that game. And now, you know, from listening to, uh, you know, uh, uh, the Pat McAfee show today, apparently for the Super Bowl, the, the lead referee is the most flag happy referee. He's called the most flags for this past season. This past season, Great. he has called the most flags. I forgot the guy's name, but, but, uh, you know, they had, uh, Gene, don't remember his name, but he's on CBS. Gene yeah. They had him on and they were talking to him and Gene pointed that out. So like, yeah, the ref that's coming in for the Super Bowl, he's thrown the most flags this past NFL season. So you, you look know, forward I can't, to that. I can't remember who said it. I cannot remember. I think it was on a Pat McAfee show. I'm not, I'm not sure, but one of the best takes to come out within the last few weeks is that all of the good referees are now in the boots. Yeah. They're, they're, they're it no was, longer was, on the field. It was Pat McAfee show. I think that might've been like a during like talking to Aaron Rodgers about it. I think. Oh yes. Yep. It was. I'm pretty sure it was Aaron Rodgers take yeah. on it. And it's true. Gene Steratore was one of the greatest modern referees that the NFL has ever seen. And he's in the booth. Yeah. He, the, he can't do anything. The constant thing that I've seen about it is that, you know, just the referees, they're not like an actual position with the NFL, you know, that if it actually became like a, like a full-time job and got the, the proper amount of like, you know, get reps during uh, training camp and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. Then everything could potentially improve better, you know, solid pay for them and everything. But since it's not like an actual job in the, within the NFL, you know, it's just, you get a lot of bums in there is the best way to put it. Like, obviously yep. there's a lot of, you know, I'd assume checks you have to go through and training and qualifications and stuff, but you still end up getting a lot of bums in there as we have seen. Uh, Steve also threw out, I still say that the 49ers shouldn't have been in there from the illegal man downfield is what he threw out there. Not sure exactly what he's referring to. I was hoping one of you guys would. <laughs> Draw, I'm drawing a blank personally. Personally, I'm drawing a blank. But I do not remember that call. <laughs> but uh, do you have more to your rant? No, I pretty much got out the the gist of it. I saw Ricky shaking his head a little bit on that illegal block in the back that should have been called. Oh, he's talking about the kittle. Illegal block in the back. He's he talking was, about the he was on his side. It's never going to get called in a hundred years. It will never get called. That was not an illegal block in the back. It, when you when it's in everything, everything that officials have to look at, they have to look at through angles. And I guarantee you on every angle they were on on that field, I don't care what angle you were on that field, there is absolutely no way you're going to call a legal block in the back in this situation, especially 
when you're, especially when it's an offensive team that's or a kicking team that's trying to punt the football. That's that's not going to happen. And uh, by the replay, do, do I think that do I think that he got pushed from his side and that that should have been that should have been probably um, considered as far as the penalty goes? Yes, I do. It was just, but it, anytime anytime it comes to the quarterback or the kicker these days. Um, they don't give any kind of leniency to it. it it's it's going to be thrown. One of the things that we have to also remember, gentlemen, now, number one, officials move on. You know, yeah. we can't keep the same officials. You know, it's, it's just it's just part of it. You look at, what was it, Ed Hoakley yeah. uh, was, a pretty good, was, a, was a pretty good official. Um, I'm drawing a name. I, I met him last – I met him last fall um, during a football clinic. Uh, he was one of the ones that had – the tuck roll official. Coleman, Walt Coleman. Um, you know, Walt Coleman was, was an official for 30 plus years, never once called a Super Bowl. Uh, and I, I think the tuck rule kind of screwed him. But one of the things that we also have to remember is it's the NFL rules, gentlemen. It's not the officiating. It's the NFL rules. It's these little picky things that they have to keep on looking at. Like for an example, San Francisco's game, there was a drive. There were three different penalties on a drive. One was a holding downfield, which was a five-yard penalty, automatic first down. That was clear as day. The dude got tackled. All right, the dude tackled George Kittle. That was clear as day. I questioned the illegal contact downfield. That was also a five-yard penalty. And there was a pass interference, which was not a pass interference call. I will give you those three anytime, any day, because, or I'll give you two of those three anytime, any day, because the fact is, is that it's just, it's just poor judgment. It's all it really is. It's not necessarily... It's just a poor judgment. But when you have the NFL give some of these little nitpicky rules, for a clear example, one of the worst, one of the absolute worst penalties in the world is a defensive holding on a damn running play. What else are you supposed to do? In high school and in college, defensive linemen are allowed to grab offensive linemen and shove them out of the way to get to the ball. But why not in the NFL? It, it makes absolutely zero sense when that gets called. I absolutely hate it when that call happens. So even though you guys are seeing some of the, it's it's more of inconsistencies than what it is anything. And a lot of it is, it just has to do with the NFL rules. It's it just, that's point blank range. Now, Joe Burrow's uh, intentional grounding was plain as day intentional grounding. Um, there, So it usually when there is like a running back or a wide receiver, if they're close in that space, usually officials let it go. There was nobody close. So the intentional grounding had to go. Um, the roughing the kicker penalty in the San Francisco game, like I, like I said, it wasn't a legal block in the back, but I think they should have at least considered that. But at the same time, when you have 22 players to, I think, they have eight officials out there. It's kind of hard to see a little bit of everything. Even even when you're dealing with professional football, it, it's a little hard to see all that. And then, of course, the very end. Now, I was one at the very end that that the penalty that last penalty again that which Patrick Mahomes was clearly out of bounds. Again, where's the momentum carrying him? Because uh, you could tell even before Patrick Mahomes went out of bounds, you could tell his momentum was going to carry him. And they've got to start considering that. Everything that you guys are seeing on the field, everything that you're seeing is not necessarily bad officiating. Yes, you're going to have bad judgment. You're going to have bad calls. You're going to have good calls. But everything you see is the result of NFL rules. 
every single bit of it because there's so many nitpick rules that they have now that you can only do defensively, and a lot of it is to protect players, uh, protect players like Patrick Mahomes and the quarterbacks, the punters, whoever the case is. And then, of course, they're talking about even protecting running backs even more. But one of the arguments that the defense that defenders have is now that they've been taught one way to play their entire life, they're having to change the way they're playing, and we're seeing more injuries on the defensive side. The NFL needs to come together and figure out something because this it, it's at the point right now where we throw officials under the bus more than anything in the world, and it's absolutely insane whenever I, whenever I see this because the simple fact is, gentlemen, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it firsthand right now with, with basketball and with football. We are so short on officiating, it's not even funny. And until we do get a better system to where we can get better rules put into place, um, we're going to continue to see this. It, it's it's going to get worse. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I think honestly, it's it's a combination of your take and Alex's take, where there is no training. There uh, there is training, but there's yep. not enough training when it comes to how these how nitpicky these rules are. I think. In the off season, I think the, the these referees need to be made full time uh, officials. Uh, they also need to be going to training camps with teams to just just practice. You know, seeing what plays are what, seeing what could be a penalty, what couldn't be a penalty, that type of stuff. I, I think just more training would help out a lot with the officiating. Well, a lot but of those them are full time. Well, yeah, a lot. I'm, a, lot of, a lot of them are. I mean, if if not if not all of them, yeah, that's there's that was not, one of the things um, that was brought up years ago. There's not full time with the NFL directly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And so if, if yeah, and of course that that could def, that could definitely help. But Jacob, I guarantee you, because it's the same way in the NBA, I guarantee you, every single one of those officials watch more film than all of us combined. Because if they and here's the oh, thing, absolutely, they don't go, True. they don't like. I guarantee you. All the officials, no matter who they were, whether they were in the press box or whether they were on the field doing what God knows what, every single one of them watched film as soon as the game was over with. They didn't go home and go to bed. They didn't go to their hotels and go to bed. They stayed back and they watched that game film. That's what the NBA does every single every single game they have. The officials, as soon as they're done, they watch the game. They don't go to bed. They watch the games. Yeah, I agree 100%. They're always on the grind. Um, but, I, you know, I, I do feel like this offseason we're going to see, like, some sort of uh, substantial change. I, I really do because all, all the verdict is coming down uh, from the top is that the NFL itself as, as a business is fairly upset with how this past weekend went uh, with some calls. And also to follow back up, the, what Steve was referring to earlier is he was referring to a um, uh, Kittle catch against the Cowboys, not this past weekend. Uh, where he said they missed an illegal man downfield. There was a guard that was 15 um, yards downfield, is what he was referring yeah, to. Yeah, I, I, ha- I would have to go I back. I saw out. that too, but I didn't we should we should, that. we should we should have defended it better. I didn't even. I'm, I'm not yeah. going to say anything about that. But yeah, he's he was right. Yeah, he was right. Yeah. Now the officiating conversation, man, it got it, it's been very loud the past couple of days. Uh, and I think it's going to continue to get louder once the season officially comes to a close. And, you know, especially after the Super Bowl, if, if we see a very, you know, flag-happy Super Bowl, which is going to be a, a very deflating to the game itself, um, 
it's going to be is what it is. Um, but I will say in terms of everything, one thing that I, I will just really agree with is while I do think there is a, a lot of just bad calls that's made, man, Ricky brings up a great point. Everything that we're seeing is just based on NFL with super nitpicky rules, and that that is true. Uh, he's 100% right on that, but – and there's also just a lot of like that's just a dumb call, um, you know. The, you know that that happens. Blown calls happen all the time, but definitely feel like a lot more has happened, uh, you know, here recently. Um, you know, so hopefully there will be an actual change kind of going into this off season. You know, we'll see. You know, I mean, the, like I say, conversations loud, and once again, double, you know, following up with with Jacob. If you think the NFL is rigged, you're fucking stupid. Like there's just mm-hmm. there's just no way. Well, see, <laughs> and see, Alec. And, and Alex, th- there's a great documentary on Netflix. I've, I, I, I think it's still on Netflix. It's on Tim Donahue, who was the NBA official that uh, betted on, or he was assisting and betting on games. Um, ever since that came out, that's really when people started really pinpointing, oh, you know, professional sports is rigged for uh, rigged this, it's rigged that. And he was, and you, he, his whole defense, and he was right. He was still one of the most accurate officials in the NBA at the time. And so uh, it, it just. Like y'all said, it's stupid. It's absolutely stupid. The none of these games are rigged. None no. of these games are rigged. You could not pay me enough money to go out there and be like, play your butt off, but I want you to lose. I mean, this isn't the WWE, man. Okay, this is not yeah. the WWE. Everyone, everyone okay? is dead ass determined. Every sport's the WWE. It's like, come on, people. <laughs> well, the, it's not the, the only... WWE. The only reason why people say that is because, uh, besides hockey, every major sport. Uh, league in the United States is listed as entertainment trademark wise. And even then uh, what was being said on the Pat McAfee show, even if they're listed as entertainment, that's mainly just for tax purposes. That's it. Cause they get more of a tax cut than uh, what an actual sports league does, mm-hmm. which is interesting. That is, that is it's interesting how that works. Yeah. Oh man, the rigged conversation. That's that's fucking wild. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny to joke about. I will say that, but it's a fucking wild, <laughs> wild conversation. Uh, but no, you know, all, you know, championship weekend came and went. Cincinnati, KC, great game, minus the, some of the calls. Unfortunate for the 49ers, but looking ahead now, Philadelphia Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Boys, how are we feeling about that? I'm looking forward to the game. And at this point, like, I feel like I got to keep rocking with the Eagles. I, I've called them to be my Super Bowl winner. Granted, I got the AFC team wrong. I was calling the Bills. They fell flat, of course. Uh, but the Eagles, man, I, I've been rocking with them as my Super Bowl winner since, like, week seven. You know, how we how we feeling on this game? You didn't f- you did not fall nearly as much as I did when it came to picking the AFC team. I picked the fucking Titans. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> That is so true. You fell very short, my friend. Duval. Uh, but, hey, man. But, hey, Kelsey Bowl. That's the, you yeah, know, Kelsey Bowl is pretty cool. That's what I'm thinking going into this. And to be honest, these are the two teams that I hate the most in the NFL. <laughs> for obvious reasons for the Eagles. But I just cannot stand the fuck. Every time the Chiefs are in a dire situation, they always have an angel on their fucking shoulder. And they make this lucky, like, like, uh... Uh, Vonis Scantling's uh, catch in the fourth quarter where oh, it was yeah. bobbled and he ended up ca- like, like, what is happening? How is this possible? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, the Chiefs are fun to watch, but my hatred stems from them for other reasons. Mostly, you know, just that Patrick Mahomes' brother is one of the most insufferable human beings on the planet, in my opinion. <laughs> and don't forget about his girlfriend, too. I Wife. cannot stand her. Either. Wife. She, eh, she, she yeah. has her insufferable traits, but nothing compares to the brother, in my opinion. Nothing compares eh, to him. Well, like, when, he's, when he's peak together, insufferable. Yikes. Yeah, he, to me, he is peak insufferable, in my opinion. And like, uh, I've actually got a buddy who's a KC fan, and, and you know, he was at, he actually lived in KC for a little while, and uh, he happened to meet said brother. And he, and I, the, just the verdict I've I've gotten from everyone is that he is just a rude fucking prick. Uh, that is the general vibe that I've gotten from literally anyone that's ever come around him. So yeah, because of him alone, unfortunately, I really just want the Chiefs to lose more. <laughs> I know it's mean, but but no, the game um, though I'm pumped for. Jacob said, you know, the Kelsey Bowl earlier. Yeah, but uh, let's let's not forget it's also the Andy Reid. It bowl. is the Andy Reid Bowl, and I saw a wild statistic about this that you know Andy Reid is the most winning coach in you know Eagles history. Obviously, uh, he is one win away from being the highest winning Chiefs coach as well. And he, that win could potentially get, be against the Eagles. Isn't that a wild scenario to play out? Oh, NFL's rigged, guys. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man, it worked out so perfectly. They planned for this five years ago. Too many coincidences, <laughs> dude. Yeah, Way I too know. Many. I know. <laughs> but, no, I'm, I'm pumped for this game, man. I, I really hope it's going to be a shootout. I feel like it's going to be a shootout. I mean, these are two very high-powered offenses, and these are two – very strong defenses, so it could really not be a shootout. It could be either way, man, because that front seven for Philly is destructive. Like 70 sacks from the front seven alone, you know, and then Chris Jones right now, to me, Chris Jones, he's doing what Aaron Donald does. Like Chris Jones, is like an, he's an Aaron Donald right now up front. So it's just like, dude, I don't know which way this game could go. I just know I, I want to believe it's just going to be a phenomenal freaking game, in my opinion. I hate to say it, but I think the Eagles are going to win this game just strictly because of the of the weak Chiefs secondary. That secondary doesn't even work. I, I I do agree. I'm going for the for the Eagles as well. But also, you know, I'm thinking about this as well. Um, if Jalen Hurts wins this Super Bowl, is he is he possibly going to be getting a contract? I mean, we all know he's probably going to get a contract. Yeah, he's getting one. But what on on the scale of uh, extensions, is it going to be? Is it going to be like a a Patty Mahomes type extension? I actually don't think we're going to see another Patrick Mahomes type extension. I really don't. I think the next like big quarterback resetting extension we're going to see, it's going to be more of a standard contract, you know, like a five to seven year, whatever, or even four year. Uh, I feel like that's going to be more of the range. I don't think we'll see like a 10 year, half a billion dollar deal. Um, but in terms of uh, yearly amount, I do think Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy to reset the market. Yeah, it's going to be a back and forth, I feel like. We're going to see Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow b- both reset the market, personally. Uh, I know Lamar Jackson's wanting to get really high up there. He's not. I'm, I'm, I, he'll get a lot of money. He will, but he will not reset the market like Joe Burrow and um, and Jalen Hurts will. I do think they're going to you know, really you – because know, yeah, one thing you guys got to keep in mind – is I funny enough? Aaron Rodgers is still the highest uh, year uh, Paley quarterback right now. I think at like fifty point eight million. He, he is still the highest. So I mean, Joe and um, Jalen to me, I think they're going to hit in probably like the fifty five range is kind of what I'm thinking. And you know, the salary cap just went up. 
I went up to 222, I think is what it went up to. It was 202, I think, for this past season, uh, which, you know, the COVID year, uh, 2021, coming out of COVID, it was only like 180-something. Um, I mean, it's up to a record high now at the 224, I think is what it was. Uh, so I, I do think Jalen's going to get I, – I, in terms of like a Patty Mahomes, though, I, don't, I, I just don't think we're going to see that again. Because in terms of football, besides Patrick Mahomes, when have we ever seen something like that? Like that—that that was a baffling deal to me. A ten-year deal like that just doesn't happen. Like it, 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 ironically enough, even though it's a lot of money, it was, it was a very team-friendly deal, you know, because the way they could like kind of move money around essentially. But I, I just don't know if we'll see something like that again. That's like a to me a true one-off, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Yeah, but it, it just won't yeah. surprise me, right? I mean, Jalen's gonna come in and is what is what fourth year. Yeah, and you got to keep in mind, he was a second-round draft pick, so they don't have a fifth-year option. So all the reports are is Eagles are very, like, we need to get a deal done. So, I mean, it, it could be like, hey, like, I've me, myself, and I, and and at the quarterback position has helped put this team into another Super Bowl with a totally different staff and different quarterback than the 2017 Super Bowl. Like... I think I think Jalen definitely has um, some leeway to get up in that range. Now I think it'll probably be in the six seven year mark. I don't think he'll hit that ten, but right. it'll be up there. I agree. I think six years is probably what we'll end up seeing for Jalen personally. Same thing with Joe. So, as well. so yeah, yeah, I I agree with Shane as far as Jalen Hurts' contract. I think one of the things the owners are going to really back off i think the owners need to back off these huge long extensions for quarterbacks um as far as like throwing out 50 million a year you know for a quarterback things like that they they really need to try to back off you know as much as possible as they can with because if, if we've seen this recent history look at the quarterbacks during the semifinal that were in the semifinals and that that that, that just that just tells you right there you, you've got to get your money's worth when it comes to uh, these quarterbacks and everything like that. It's the same reason why I still think Dallas should part ways with Dak Prescott, even though it's probably not going to happen. I'm I'm still really hoping that it does and everything like that. As far as the Super Bowl goes, um, so, you know, my, my begin, beginning of the year, my pick was the Bills. I thought the, I thought this was the Bills year to win it. Um, I, I had every statistic, everything that was backing me up the entire year. Um, and then they just literally that Cincinnati just picked them apart, which really, really shocked me. Um, however, I look at this Kansas city chiefs team and I, I know that I know the Philadelphia is good. Philadelphia is really, really good. But when's the last time they were challenged with their starting group? When were they actually challenged by a really good football team? And it's, it's been a while since they've been really challenged by a good football team. The one thing I will say is if Patrick Mahomes is 100%, it gives the Chiefs a little bit better of a chance to win this football game. But I personally am going to pick the Chiefs to win this game. Not because I don't think Philly is a better team. Because, you know, you and I both, this is a toss-up game. This is a it huge toss-up game. But deep, but deep down, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to let go a second Super Bowl in, at, at, the, at the last three years. If you look at his last Super Bowl appearance, it was against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he got his ever-living ass kicked. And that's one of the things you're always going to remember when you were one of the best players in the entire world, uh, which right now, as far as quarterbacks go, he is probably still the best quarterback 
on two feet right now, um, hands down. And so when you are just that type of, when you are that type of a caliber player and you go into a situation where you think, man, I've got to go all in on this. If I don't go all in on this, what are people going to say about me? Five AFC, AFC championships, three Super Bowl appearances, but you have two Super Bowl losses. That's not going to go well in, in the eyes of many that are going to see him as a legendary quarterback. John Elway 2.0. Get that second Super Bowl. Well, and, it's not, and it's not just him. Andy Reid is the same. Andy yeah. Reid is almost in the same exact situation. This would be his third Super Bowl loss if he loses this yep. Super Bowl. So deep down, guys, I don't see the Kansas City Chiefs losing this Super Bowl. I don't I don't care if Patrick Mahomes is 75%, 65%, or 10%. I don't see the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't see Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes letting go of this Super Bowl game. I just don't see it happening. I mean, I, I I can see that. That's all but, fair uh, points. That extra motivation, that extra chip. Yeah, for sure. Um, but also, what, what's crazy, and this is I'm kind of taking a step back here, going back to the Patrick Mahomes kind of deal there. Um, it made sense as far as team wise to do that because I saw this stat earlier. He is only 27 years old. Okay. Kurt Warner did not do his first career start until 28. True. Okay, and this guy is 27. He's already been to three Super Bowls, five AFC championships. MVP, passed for over 5,000 yards, multiple Pro Bowls, yeah. which is a fucking joke. We'll get to that. So, I mean, with him being young and accomplishing so much, um, I mean, why not lock him up for 10 years? I mean, it, right. it just makes sense. What about the game? You know, how you know, Jacob, uh, Shane, how you feeling about the game? Um, I, I think the Eagles are gonna win it. Um, I, I think it'll be, you know, probably in the realm of I think it could be in the realm of that um Chiefs Bills game. Uh, you know, it's oh, gonna that'd be, be that'd be an amazing Super Bowl then. <laughs> it, it's gonna it's gonna be I mean, it, it can possibly break records for the score, to be honest. Um it, Definitely I, possible. I, I'm seeing like a 42-38 type game, something like that. Ooh, um, that'd be a good one. Yeah, but I mean, but then again, like like Ricky <clears throat> said, I I can see how the Chiefs do have that extra chip on their shoulder, especially Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. So I mean, like, it's gonna be interesting. Me personally, I don't care who really wins. Um, but me personally, from my own predictions, I had either the Eagles or the Vikings there. Which obviously the Vikings didn't work out, but yeah, yeah. So, I don't think the Chiefs' defense is going to be able to keep up with the Eagles' offense. They have the best offensive line in the NFL currently right now. True. I think Jason Kelsey is going to absolutely manhandle Chris Jones. That's going to be honestly. That's going to be one of the best matchups for the Super Bowl. I think Chris so. Jones and that's going to be really fun, and I I really <laughs> hope one of them is mic'd up. Oh, I know. <laughs> I hope both of them are. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I do not think that the Chiefs secondary is going to be able to handle uh, A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. I, I really do that not. That secondary does stink. It, like, when it comes to Chiefs defense, man, it's that front seven, mostly just leaving the D-line. Uh, but that, that secondary is not good. I think the Chiefs defense is going to get tired, and I think they're going to get tired 
relatively quickly. That's uh, I do not think this is going to be like the Bills Chiefs game. I actually think this might be a 14 plus point win. Mm. The Eagles. Unfortunately. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and counter your secondary claim. This is the same secondary that picked off Joe Burrow twice. And one was a bobble. I don't. I don't I think don't that. Give a damn if it was a I am, bobble. I am a, shovel, I am a firm, it's I am an interception. A firm, I am a firm believer that if the inner, if the ball is tipped in any way, shape, or form because of the wide receiver's fault, I don't think that should be an interception counted against the quarterback at all. I because it's not the quarterback's fault. I agree. I agree. Counted but against the wide receiver. I think the Eagles' defense as a whole as overall and just the Eagles team overall is right now leagues ahead of the chiefs. Yeah. Like just talking about, let's just talk on the passing side of things. Philadelphia has allowed the least amount of yards in the NFL in terms of passing. Uh, They're number one in that category with 3,057. KC is right in the middle of the pack ranked at 14th with uh, allowing 3,756 yards is what they've allowed. In terms of TDs, KC has allowed the most at 33. Uh, in terms of interceptions, Philadelphia is ranked fifth at 17 picks. Uh, KC is just kind of ranked somewhere, let's see, uh, kind of towards the bottom-ish, you know, but not the bottom, with only 11 picks uh, on, on the season. Um, so, I mean, like as a whole, like that, that Philly defense is just absolutely next level from just the front seven and the secondary, both like it's honestly, like, I don't think people are talking about the Philly defense as much as they need to, because everyone's so focused on how great Jalen Hurts is playing, but honestly, top to bottom, Philly is the most complete team. Now with that, I'm not going to say like 100% without a doubt, no doubt in my mind, Philly's winning this game because it won't shock me if the Chiefs win. For a lot of reasons, a lot of the reasons that Ricky just stated, it, you know, and not to, you know, just Patrick and like reasons for Jacob said earlier about the Chiefs that they have this nice little angel on their shoulder in the random moments. Like it won't shock me if the Chiefs win because they are still a good team on offense. But I, the deciding factor is how much is that um, Kansas City defense going to be able to hold up? That's what it's going to come down to. You know, we know Chris Jones is about to play like next level. You know, next level play. And be like a you know what Aaron Donald was last year. We know that's going to happen, um, but it's just what everyone else. What's everyone else going to do? So I don't, I don't know, man. This is going to be this going to be a toss up game, top to bottom. It really is. Like this is a true toss up game, in my opinion. I'm pumped for it. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to kick back and watch it. It's gonna be great. I don't know if we're doing anything special for it. I'll be honest with you, boys. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna do a watch along. That sounds. That sounds like it could be a little rough. <laughs> we'll see, though. We'll see. I, I don't. I don't know if we'll do anything. I don't know if I'm filling up to that one. After some other things, other watch-alongs I've done recently. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's let's jump over to the Pro Bowl real quick. Pro Bowl is a joke. Eliminate the game. Are we all in agreement on this? Get rid of the game. Just name Pro Bowlers and call it done. Consider it like an All Pro at this point. Just say, "Hey, you're a Pro Bowler. Congratulations!" And just get rid of the game. No, no event at all. The event needs to die. Tyler Huntley being a Pro Bowl, like, look, I know this is a happy moment for him, but the guy threw two TDs to three interceptions this year. Like, I know he's a fun backup that people like to ride on. I get it, but my God, like, why the fuck is he a Pro Bowler? Like, Pro Bowls are a joke. 
Like it's a fan vote thing. Uh, it's it's been a joke for a long time. I'm not even upset that they're going to flag football because I get it. I mean, you know, this is a very physical, dangerous game. I get it. You don't want to get hurt. We've seen, you know, we've seen people get hurt in the Pro Bowl. There, you know, there was a tight end who got voted to the Pro Bowl, Cincinnati tight end. I don't remember his name though. Uh, Jacob, you know who I'm talking about? Who? Tyler Croft. Yeah, he got hurt in the Pro Bowl, and he said, "Never vote me to the Pro Bowl ever again." Well, he didn't because he sucked from that point forward, unfortunately. Uh, yep. So, I mean, I get why people don't want to go hard in the Pro Bowl, but, like, I, I, it doesn't bother me that it's a flag football game. Like, it's whatever. Like, I'm, I'm here for more of the event more than anything else. Like, the events are usually fun. But, like, just who is being named the Pro Bowl, that's where I just – every year, every, every year I always have a beef because so many people get snubbed and so many people get put in for the dumbest fucking reasons. And, once again, that's happened with Tyler Huntley. Again, I know it's probably – he's probably pumped – but at the same time, I'm willing to bet money right now this dude's a fucking realist. He's like, man, I don't need to fucking be in here, but whatever, bro. Let's go have a good time. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll put it. Dude, uh, I think I'll, they should play a softball game or something. Let's do it. Like, let's do it. Like I said, all, I mean, all my beef is fix the fucking, fix how they're named Pro Bowlers. That's my beef. Like, it's ridiculous at this point. Shout out to T-Law, though. First Pro Bowl. Granted, he's like a multi-alternate, but whatever. I will agree. I think the games, how they have it right now, I know, of course, one to see how everything kind of pans out after the weekend and things like that. But as far as the games, it's going to be a lot better, I think, than the actual Pro Bowl game that we've had in the previous years. Um, but you're you're right. The selection is kind of kind of dog shit. Um, but in Tyler Huntley's defense, the only reason why he is in there is because the three choices above him are all injured. So, but like he shouldn't even have been considered an alternate, you know, because yeah, keep in mind that's a fan vote thing to even make him an. Trevor Lawrence wasn't even an official alternate. The NFL stepped in for that one, like the NFL had to because like he wasn't an official alternate. And I get it; it's because of injuries and stuff, like and people bow out of it. But like Tyler Huntley shouldn't even been a fucking alternate. (laughs) That's that's my complaint. That's that's these dumbass fans voting for it. Derek Carr's going to be in it for crying out loud. He's not even on a team. Yeah. Hey, hey keep in mind the Pro Bowl's in Vegas. So this is his true farewell. <laughs> I mean, like, look, if you're going to put Tyler Huntley in the freaking Pro Bowl, like, you might as well, like, if, if you're, if we're really going to go to that level to put a quarterback in the Pro Bowl just to have someone there, you might as well have fucking called Russell Wilson. He loves going to the fucking Pro Bowl. Like, for God's sake. I mean, he had a shit year, but at least he threw 16 TDs compared to Tyler's two. <laughs> you know? Like, whatever. Just, Russ, Russell loves going to the Pro Bowl. Send him over there. <laughs> I'm going to be I'm gonna be interested to see what helmet Derek Carr wears to the Pro Bowl. Is this going to be a plain white helmet? Uh, <laughs> Could be. It should, it should be, hey, he should have a free agency jersey. With an, for, he should have a... <laughs> He should have a free yep. agent jersey, like in Madden, on, like in Madden, and like a middle, f- and like in, on the back with the middle finger pointing to Vegas, so that way he gets booed. I yeah. mean, you know that, that that's what I would do anyway. You know what's wild about that is that Vegas has not even allowed his camp to officially seek out a trade yet. They have not given him actual permission to do that yet. I saw that uh, little news bit the other day. I thought that that's because was- they're going to trade. That's because they're going to trade him in the draft. Oh man, that wouldn't shock me. That would not shock me. Try to the Cowboys. Few. You want Derek Carr over Dak? Hell yes. yeah, I want Derek Carr over Dak. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Dak or Derek Carr is one hell of a quarterback. I will go to my grave saying that. I mean, I'm not doubting I Derek. I'm not doubting Derek Carr. 
you know, as a, as a pretty solid quarterback. I just I just didn't expect that take, even with all the negativity I mean, you guys will, have at Dak. I'll, I think uh, I'll actually agree with Jacob and Ricky here. I mean, okay. put Derek Carr behind okay. that offensive line with those weapons. All right. I think the field deck. But I think he's going to get traded to the Commanders. Oh. That's going to suck, too. Carr car to <laughs> Scary Terry. Carr to Scary oh. Terry. Here we go. Which is unfortunate because I still think Taylor Heineke should be the starting quarterback going forward for that team, but that's neither here nor there anymore. Actually, I did. I also, mean, go ahead. Also, real quick, just with the uh, with Derek Carr leaving the Raiders, what is Devontae? Is Devontae just stuck there now? Because Derek Carr is the sole reason why he went to the. To well, the he Raiders also grew up a Raiders to, fan, so it, it's a double. Nah, you, you know, you know who the Raiders are going to get. No, 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 no. Get, get out of here, Ricky. <laughs> uh, you, you know who the Raiders are going to get this offseason? I'm going to call it now. I'm going to call it right here, right now. On ATFS episode 55. Exactly. January 31st, 2023 at 6.22 gonna... p.m. Yeah. Central Standard Time. Yep. Yep. The Raiders are not going to trade for any quarterback. They're going to sign a quarterback this offseason. They're going to sign a free agent. And his name's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Ooh. I like that move. Ride it on the board. Ride it on the board. Ride we we it need board. it on the board. Well, trust me. Trust me. In my mock draft, I, I have a section that says big names in new places. And I did that's see one that. of them. I did see that. Yeah, he did have that on there. It's at the very bottom of his Word document he sent me. Uh, and it, it is listed on there. So uh, he did call that. True. True. Well, Alex, we do have Steve in the queue. Do you want to yank him up here? He uh, says he... Uh, I didn't notice. He says he's about to come in super hot with some things to say. Oh, oh, I, I, I didn't see it. Oh, Sorry. boy. I wasn't on the uh, the chat tab. That's on me. All right, let's pull Steve up. Let's have a uh, hot take Tuesday. Uh, move to ATFS. Oh, this is the first time we've had five cams on here like this in Discord. Okay, I like it. I respect <laughs> yes. it. I respect yes. it. What's up, Steve? What's up, man? What's going on, gentlemen? How are y'all doing? Today? Well, man, we're doing great. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Just uh, loving this ice storm that we got and uh, True. hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. agree. I agree. So, got a couple things to say real quick. Okay. Boy. One, about the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a lot closer than everybody thinks, and it's going to come down to the running games. I'm taking the passing games completely out of it. I think both defenses, the secondaries, are going to step up. And they're going to keep it relatively lower production than what we've been seeing out of those two quarterbacks and those two offenses. Uh, I think it's going to come down to defensive pressure and the running games where the Eagles are just better than the Chiefs and they're going to beat them. I'm going to say they're probably going to beat them by 17, though. Yeah, I agree with you. I'll take take Miles Sanders. I'll take Miles Sanders over uh, Pacheco any day. That's true. That's true. Okay, I I respect that take. That's a fair take. And, uh, Derek Carr is going to the he's going to the Panthers. That's my call. I Derek could Carr's, I could he's see going that. to the Panthers. I could see that. I could see Frank Wright trying to get make that happen. Duh, but but this is my hottest of hot takes. There's a couple things that I've been kind of looking at. Now this is in the future. I'm I'm calling I'm I'm putting on my Nostradamus hat right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if those fucking idiots up in Minnesota don't get their shit together in that front office and get a legitimate quarterback that people can get behind, 
for a whole season, not just like a string of three, four games. We are about to see an LSU reunion in Cincinnati. Justin Jefferson is leaving, and he is going to do whatever he can, take whatever pay cuts. Joey Burrow's taking pay cuts. Jamar Chase is taking pay cuts. Justin Jefferson, I'm, I'm telling you right now, Justin Jefferson by the 2025 season will be on Cincinnati. Ooh. I'm fucking here for that. I am so here for that. <laughs> he wants to play with the boys. Wants to play uh, with the as homies. A, <laughs> as a Razorback fan and watching that 2019 team absolutely murder us and watching what they've been doing in the NFL, I am totally down for that because that would be, it would be electric. a very, very, very fun offense. You don't watch. even have to be a Cincinnati fan just to, to know that would be electric to watch. It'd be must-see television every week. Yeah, for sure. That would be showtime in Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm here for that. And they're getting an actual practice facility. Shout out to that. Indoor practice facility. Oh, man. Future's bright for Cincinnati. They're also going to be breaking ground here soon for an indoor stadium. Ooh. And all Joe Burrow's going to do is, here, let's play catch and just throw it up in the air. One of the five receivers. Fuck it. They're out there somewhere. somewhere. (laughs) Fuck it. The boys are out there. That's exactly what he said. He's like, "If if I'm in dire knees, I'll just throw it up there. Jamar Chase will be there somewhere. Yeah, the boys have got me. They're out there. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, that's what I feel is going to happen. Like, I really do. Because, um, you mean, let's be honest. Ever since they lost, when they lost to the Giants, like, he has been either no-show, just radio silence, or he has been throwing subtle hints of, get Kirk Cousins out of here. That's it. One one extreme to the other. And I think he's over it. I think he, he, he either wants... A legitimate person under center that the whole team can get behind, or he wants out of that fucking place. I mean, he was, he was fourth in the league if, in passing yards. He had over four thousand passing yards this year. I think he was fifth or sixth in touchdowns. The one thing that really hurt Kirk Cousins this year was his turnovers. Yep. Yeah. His turnovers. His turnovers hurt him badly. You take the turnovers away, he's. I mean, you take half his turnovers away. You're looking at a legitimate threat as 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 a quarterback goes, but Minnesota's in the same situation that Dallas is in. Nobody fears Kirk Cousins, and that's what that's that's the thing. You've got to get a quarterback that you, that you that defenses are going to fear, knowing yeah, damn and good and well if I don't get him. to this guy, he's going to kick our ass. That's yep. that's what you that's what you want. Hundred percent, because there's only a few quarterbacks in the league that actually you know send that mentality to defenses, and Minnesota is definitely not one of them. You know, Kirk Cousins <laughs> is not that guy. Most of them are in the AFC. And I want to stress, like, we've been usually like, always been a pro Kirk Cousins show here. You know, like, Shane and I like Kirk Cousins, all right? Like, we, we're fans of the guy, but we can openly admit that he is not a guy. I, that's why I specified Shane and Shane and I. Uh, <laughs> we can openly admit he is not a guy that strikes fear in defense's hearts. Like, we do think that the hate that he gets is a little overblown, but... Yeah, as as Ricky's pointing out, a lot of turnovers. It hurts. You know, it's gonna catch up. It's gonna catch up. Yeah, and, uh, and I think Kirk Cousins. And I don't. And I don't think not only the defenses itself need to fear fear them, but the coordinators have to. The defensive coordinators have to be able to to be like, hey guys, like if we to pretty much tell them like, hey, we don't get start getting pressure, or we start we don't we aren't hiding coverages properly. Like this guy's gonna torch us, right? I mean, so I mean, yeah, I completely agree. Um, I, as Alex said, you know, I've, I've always been a Kirk Cousins fan. I think his, his heat is a little overblown, but at the end of the day, I mean, you've got to do what's better for that, for that franchise. And 
honestly, right now, unfortunately, it's not with Kirk Cousins. That's facts. That's facts. Steve, what else do you have for us for your uh, Steve edition of Hot Tech Tuesdays? Oh, oh buddy. So, I mean, they're just they're, they're, <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here because I heard Ricky say something, and I and if I if I misunderstood you, Ricky, stop me now. But uh, the penalty call when old boy decided he was gonna send uh, Patrick Mahomes into the fucking bench, and then in turn hurt himself too. Were you saying that like they didn't take into account the momentum, and that was a bad call? Was the right call. But what I'm saying is, in the future, the NFL needs to take into consideration the momentum that these players have going forward. I saw him lunging right before Patrick Mahomes took one foot out of bounds. As soon as he put that second foot in, that's when he made contact, and that's why he drew the penalty. The penalty was right. It was the right call. It was the correct call. But what I'm saying is, in the fu- in the near future, the NFL needs to make considerations of a player lunging forward trying to go out of bounds because it was it was clear that he was trying to push him out of bounds. I don't think he was trying to draw a penalty in that situation. I mean, I don't think he was trying to draw a penalty in that situation either, but, I mean, I will play a little devil's advocate here. Um, I don't think it was the momentum carrying him or the contact that carried him. I think it was the blatant push when they were both out of bounds. I mean, like, I, I just rewatched that play, and you can clearly see... Mahomes is three steps out of bounds. Osai or whatever his name is, he's two steps out of bounds, and then he pushes him. That's I, I want to see that penalty called every single time. Mo- momentum be damned. At that point, that was a frustration where he he got it, his emotions got the better of him, and he made a stupid fucking call in his head, and he caused possibly cost his team that game and a chance to go to the Super Bowl. So he, oh, he, all I mean, the he, def- he definitely did. He definitely did. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, put a bunch of hatred on him or anything like that. Cause the thing is, is at, at the end of the day, you still have Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow is probably going to be the best quarterback in the next two or three years. Uh, you know, give or take, you know, see, we'll see how Patrick Mahomes does, but I'm talking about as far as like developing goes, Joe Burrow is a third year quarterback who almost went to back to back Super Bowls. That's amazing in itself. And so as long as you have him at the end of the day, I don't care who you have on defense. As long as you have him at the end of the day, Cincinnati needs to be all smiles. They had, I mean, you had zero expectations when you brought him in and all of a sudden he's brought you to two AFC championship games back to back and a, almost a back to back Super Bowl uh, appearance. So and I mean, almost a Super Bowl victory. Yeah, Let's not forget that. And I'm right. Almost Could've Super been. Bowl victory. And, it, and that's the thing. And, that, and that's the thing. But yeah, it's no, the, the penalty call was correct. But if you watch it, like I watched it in real time and I thought, man, that that's a bang, bang play. I, that's a really bang, bang play right there. So that that's, that's a consideration we have to take in. Now, I believe had it been anybody else but Patrick Mahomes, I don't think they throw the flag. I, I disagree wholeheartedly on that one because again i watched it in real time i watched the replays hell i even went through and watched it again like i said a couple minutes ago on youtube it was not it wasn't the it wasn't the contact like the bang bang part portion of it yeah like okay that's 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 football that happens it was the extension the intentional extension of his arms to push patrick mahomes it was that that to me is just I mean, fuck that. Like, bang, bang, out the window. 
throw that flag because that he intentionally was going to push him. Now, I will say, um, you guys brought up Osai, the guy who committed the penalty. Uh, one thing I do not agree with as far as, and I'm, you guys know me, I am a Cincinnati fan. They are my, my second favorite team in the NFL. One thing I do not agree with is the fact that after that penalty and after the game was over with, Osai was sitting on the bench with his head down. The only person on the sideline, all the coaches, all the players, all the staff, they all went into the locker room after the hands were sh- uh, being shaked and everything. And only one Cincinnati Bengals fan actually came out and tried to pick him back up and say, hey, it's just a game. We'll move on to next year. That's one thing I, I do not agree with as far as the Cincinnati Bengals organization. I, I, I think that that was completely asinine of all of those players, no matter who or how, how good of a player they are or how good of a person they are off the field. That's a brother. The brother who made a mistake. Yeah, pick him up. Pick him back up because it's just a game. Well, to, to add some extra fire, did you see the video of Jermaine Pratt? I did. That and, actually that actually pissed me off because my thought process on that is who the fuck do you think you are? I mean, like, don't yeah. be wrong, obviously. Here I am. I'm, a, I'm an everyday guy working my normal Monday through Friday job, and he's an NFL player. But, bro, you're like a fourth-round draft pick. You're not going to be – I get you're not going to be like, – you're not, you're not that great. You're okay. And I get, and that's part of it. Like he openly acknowledges that he's not coming back to Cincinnati, but you know that that video of him, I get heated moment and stuff. But that's one of those situations. Just keep your fucking mouth shut, because now he just made himself look like a giant fucking asshole, very yep. selfish asshole at that. Did anyone else see that? Just so everyone knows what I'm referring to. Oh, I, uh, I, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, the video it's, is it's when disgusting. it was it was caught when they were all walking to the, lo- the locker room. Everyone was quiet. And you just hear Jermaine Press like say, say uh, like I'm gonna try to quote it the best I can, basically saying, "Why the fuck did he push him? This is my last year because this is his last year for his rookie contract, and obviously he's not gonna probably get re-signed." So basically, you know, imply, hey, you know, this was kind of his chance to get a ring because the Cincinnati team's really good, and he's not gonna get re-signed. And this was his chance to go back to the Super Bowl. But yeah, it was like, man, why the fuck did you push him? This is my last year. Like that's just pure selfishness. Pure selfishness. Just go look look up the video. Go look up Jermaine Pratt. You know, um, you know, after the game, you can find it pretty easily, probably. But that that's pure selfishness. The fact that you know, I get why if you can be upset, it's like man, why the fuck did you push him in that moment? But at the same time, keep that to yourself. I feel like. But to add on the extra of this is my last year, bro. You're you're fine. You're go. You'll probably you may go to another team and be a fourth string backup. You'll be all right. Um, but that that was pure selfishness in in my opinion from him. Well. Uh, sorry um the thing i i think about that is even if you are gonna talk to him about that you can't come off in that way right yeah um you know it's a thing like hey what was going through your like what was your process and to do that right did you think he might have been trying to fake you out like what was going on but yeah just a pure accident you You know it was completely selfish yeah it was so my my thing on that is uh i i don't have i don't have as much of a i don't have as much of a of a you know distaste for what he said i have it i my distaste for it comes from where he said it yeah i agree that's that is that is a locker room confrontation 
Um, I believe NFL players, just like, you know, Major League Baseball, NBA, you know, any professional sport, if you're a professional athlete, I, I honestly believe that, that they're to be held and they're to hold themselves to a higher standard of professionalism than any other athlete. That's why, you know, I don't have a problem with nobody coming out and being like, oh, it's okay, bro, you know, with all the TV cameras, you know, where realistically, I believe he should have just, you know, yeah, you sit there, you know, you shed some tears in the final seconds, whatever, but he should have picked himself up, walked to the locker room with his teammates, his teammates should have made sure, yes, that he was with them, and then whatever happened in the locker room behind closed doors, that that's the locker room that's behind the closed doors, in front of the cameras, in front of the world, in front of the fans, I, I believe that they, they all should have had a little bit more professionalism about it. And I think that's something we're losing in this game right now. And it's, it's, it's a little worrisome because they are, I mean, they're hugely, hugely influential to the upcoming athletes. Yep. And I, I, I'm just, I'm worried about it. I mean, me and Alex were talking during the game. Like I love Joey Burrow. I love his brashness. I love, you know, fucking pink suit, big stogie, the glasses, the Rolex. I love all of it. His confidence, his charisma, I love all of it. But I, he's, to my eyes, he's allowed to be that brash because when he loses, he just, what does he say? They got us. Gotta play better. Gotta yeah, play gotta better. Play better. I made One of the mistakes. most stoic people uh, to ever play the sport, in my opinion. It's like it's it's like there are times he's very very arrogant, but he knows how to humble himself at the same time. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and that's one thing I also said to Alex was there was a shot. It was fourth quarter. It was tied. It was like twenty twenty or whatever it was, and they're just they just happened to show Joey Burrow before going to a commercial, and he had this look. Where, you know, he was just, somebody was talking to him. He was just kind of like thousand yard stare, but look calm as could be. But when he looked to, when he looked to the scoreboard, he had this like crazy fierceness in his eyes, but still this calm. It reminded me of like a 2005, 2006 Tom Brady. It fucking, like, it, it actually freaked me out a little bit. Cause I was like, is, are, is this kid going to be the next Tom Brady? It's also like that Le- LeBron James stare when he was Heat, the one that gets circled as a meme. <laughs> no, fuck it, I'll do it myself. Thing. Yeah, yeah, that meme, yeah. Just that that different that different look. <laughs> also, my last hot take, though. Leave you boys to it. Okay. I'm not looking so crazy now with my Aaron Rodgers to the Jets comment the other week, am I? <laughs> that one is aging well for you as of right now. We'll see. Hey, I'll I'll put it to you this I'll put it to you this way, Stephen. Um, I have that trade in my mock draft. I actually, yeah, that we're, we're, we'll get to that soon. We'll get to that here in a minute. We're all kind of on the same boat at this point. <laughs> yeah, oh, don't worry. I got a I got a little pad right next to me that I'm that's got a you know kind of like Jacob said, new faces and new places. Yep. And for the quarterback position, I I, I got a couple quarterbacks moving around. Okay. You know, I got oh yeah, I got Derek Carr going to Carolina. I got Dak going to Miami. I got two. What? Uh, yep, I I think Miami's gonna get away from two. I think his concussions this year scared what? me. I think his, I think his Whoa. I honestly believe his concussions this year and his frequency of injury from college to now is scaring Miami, and they're gonna look to get away from two now. So who's going to be the quarterback for Dallas? Are they, go, are they just going to go with Cooper Rush, or do you have them getting somebody else? 
So that's something I've still been thinking on. Allow me to to get back to you on that one. I think that Dallas might be in the hunt in the uh, possible Jimmy G signing. I know you said Oakland. I think they might be in the Jimmy G signing there. Jacob's you know? face. You motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do I, do uh, not put that bad juju on me. <laughs> I think I think if Tom I think if in behind closed doors if they get the idea that they can get Tom Brady, I think they'll go real cold on Jimmy G real fast. And then then I think Jerry will will look to just try to get somebody in there that I know better than Dak. Let's be honest here. Jimmy G's not better than Dak, in my opinion. I, I just, I don't fucking know. Dallas will swing just... to the fences and trade for Trey Lance and hope that he's going to be a star. <laughs> Jake, Jacob, with me and you being the only Cowboy fans on here, I've got to ask you this question. Do you want Tom Brady? No. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I'm not the I only want a one. quarterback who's a long-term quarterback, not one that's going to be there for a year. Trey Lance. Trade for Trey Lance. Hope that he's going to be the good. Fuck. Get out of here. This is, it's, it's, <laughs> get out of here. Y'all are killing me, man. Come on, people. Goodness man, I got to be honest. Give us somebody that can play. I got to be honest. If it wasn't for the fact that I'm the one doing the live stream, I probably would have left just then for the joke. <laughs> but I'm the one doing the live stream, so I can't do that. I'm, I'm the one capturing everything. Listen, we all know it's going to be Big Cock Brock Purdy Party in Dallas. Oh, there you go. I wouldn't mind that. After after what I've seen, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, To kind of hammer on what Steve was saying about Tua, I could, honestly, I could kind of see Tua being an Andrew Luck and retiring because of all the injuries. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I, I, I think it would, if, if, if we saw the news, back-to-back concussions, I would 100% not blame him whatsoever. Not to mention, like the report early. that he's still in concussion protocol right now. Yep. Uh, yep. Like it wouldn't shock me to see if uh, here in like a, a few weeks if he retires, and it wouldn't shock me if if Miami tries to go ahead and move on. Like what? Which would Steve be so said. unfortunate. That, it would that, be. That boy had such a great career ahead of him if that was the case, but. And, you know, if he does come back into this next season and he gets a concussion early in the season, bro, he needs to leave. It's done. Yep. Like, it's going to be over at that point. You there need, need, there, go, need, need there to needs to be a limit. I don't know if there is a limit uh, rule-wise that the NFL has for concussions, but if there isn't, there needs to be. I agree. I agree 100% on that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of where my thought process was. But uh, for Ricky Jacob. Here you go. Here you go. I got two potential things for your uh, for your Dallas Cowboys. In just my oh, opinion, shit. just spitballing, just spitballing here. And it, it, is it crazy to think that Dallas would offer Zeke and a bunch of draft picks for the number one pick this year to Chicago? We we wouldn't get that think, number one pick. I don't. It's not. We wouldn't get no, not, no. I don't not, think Chicago not, wants not, Zeke not, that much. Yeah, yeah, not for Zeke. Zeke is not even worth a second round pick right now. To be honest with you. No, that that okay. would never happen. And what about Pollard? Save money. Pollard, Pollard's going to be a free agent. He can sign anywhere he wants. Why? Why use well, draft capital then, to get him? Then here and then here's my other. Here's this is my other one for the next year. You guys are going to suck. Next year you're going to be. It's going to be the Cooper Rush show. Um, if I had to put money on something for the Cowboys, I would honestly say Baltimore is going to. They're going to franchise tag Lamar again. And when they do, at the end of this year, Lamar's going to tell them, you're going to make me the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL or let me go. They're not going to make him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. I think Jerry Jones will. 
I mm. think they've used up their tags on Lamar. If they I'm not have. Mistaken. Nope. They can do what they have. They can no, do, they can one, do more. one more year. They can do one more year if it's an exclusive tag. Uh, I will hmm. counter that by saying we do not have the fucking money to do that. <laughs> we are negative right. five million right now in cap space. Jer- and- Jerry, Jerry will make a way. Jerry would if he could get the quarterback of the future that he I'm, I'm sorry to say this to every Cowboy fan out there, but we are unfortunately married to Dak Prescott for the next three to four years because of how much money we have to pay him. Right. And I, I could agree to that. You know, I know while everyone's going to be in the boat, it's time to trade Dak. Just based on how the contract is, I, I think and where Cowboys are money-wise, I think you guys are stuck with him for at least three years. We're also stuck with Zeke for another year at least. So. Oh really? I thought I thought this was I thought this could potentially be it. Next year is his last guaranteed money year. Ah, uh, all right they, then. Yeah. They, but they can they can release him for less money though. Oh okay. Yeah, because I I've seen a lot of mm-hmm. you know reports around that Zeke's want to take a pay cut for me and stay in Dallas. So I thought thought I thought that was involved in the fact that this would probably be his last year. Uh, you know, this past year was, and they, the Cowboys could potentially move on this offseason which I think they should. Yeah. And I think the Cowboys completely, I think, I think we were good uh, to get rid of Amari Cooper and put CD lamb into the number one spot. But where we faltered was thinking that Michael Gallup would cover for what CD lamb was last year for us. Right. As a number two. Well, I mean, and Michael, Michael Gallup's defense, he, you know, he, he was come back off an injury as well. So I think that I don't think he was a hundred percent whenever he came back. Yeah. Uh, Steve, did you have any more hot takes for this Tuesday? Because if not, I think we're going to hop over and uh, do some uh, mock drafts. That is all I got this week. Right on. See you, gentlemen. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, man. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you, sir. Oh, yeah. I'm going to stick around and finish out the show. But uh, I will holler at you guys later. All right, dude. Well, I appreciate you. All right, boys. Uh, Let's go ahead and and hit some mock drafts, close out the show. 1.0s. Ready? I'm ready to get into this. It's going to be some spicy stuff. Uh, I will also say that I've got dinner being prepared right now. So let's not last an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm not saying, not? I'm not saying speed run through it, but let's not last an hour and a half if possible. Uh, but yeah, version 1.0, we will post these on Twitter as well and as well as our website, sparky3.com. Uh, you can sign up for free. Sign up five bucks a month to support us. We'd appreciate that. Uh, but revealing it live right now, uh, we're going to go through pick by pick, each name our pick. If there's something really spicy or a trade, that person can go into detail, you know, why they think it's going to happen. Uh, so number one overall pick, Chicago Bears have the pick. I think all four of us have the Bears trading the pick. Yep. Yep. As the Bears fan, my stance on this, I've said it all along. I know it's the generic answer. But I'm telling you, in my opinion, there's a big difference in the seat of Nick Casario and the seat of Chris Ballard. One is warm. One is blazing hot. I do believe the Colts are going to get this number one overall pick. I think he is going to send so much more to get that pick than what Nick Casario would be willing to send. Like, that's just my opinion. Uh, based on, you know, Chris Ballard knows that, hey, this is potentially his last year in, that, in Indianapolis. So Colts number one overall pick. Bears get in the fourth, and Colts are going to go with Bryce Young, quarterback of Alabama. That's my personal pick. I think that's actually all of ours, isn't it? Yeah, I, I have yeah, I have Bryce Young there as well from the uh, Indianapolis Colts trading up. Um, I think because I did the PFF 
Yeah. Um, and they they actually did a new thing this year to where you can actually pick teams and trade yep. and trade players and things like that. Yep. Um, so I think I gave like three first round picks, a five and a conditional seventh, um, and a player. Um, I didn't really choose which player, but I do think they are going to toss a player in there. The seventh conditional pick is, I think would be optional, but I've got one of two, Michael Pittman Jr. or DeForest Buckner, who I think is going to be in the deal. Maybe I'm going to throw in one last player that could be in the deal. And I know this is going to be like my hot take here, but man, if Ryan Poles really puts his dick on the table here and really tries to play kind of hard to get, and with how hot Chris Ballard's seat is, I will say it now, there is a part of me that will not be surprised if Indianapolis trades Quentin Nelson to get the help get this pick. I'm, I'm th- I, look, man, that seat is hot in Indianapolis. <laughs> it is flaming hot. So it will not shock me if that happens. It's all going to come down. arguably the best guard in the NFL right now, man. (laughs) I know. And maybe that's me being wishful thinking. But I'm telling you, I think the seat's so fucking hot. And if Ryan Poles really plays hard to get with it, it wouldn't shock me. That's all I'm going to say. All right, second pick, uh, Houston Texans. I got him picking C.J. Stroud. Uh, He is my personal favorite quarterback in the draft, potentially. My other favorite quarterback is not even going to go in the first round, unfortunately, that being Hinton Hooker. Uh, But I like C.J. Uh, I just hate that he's going to go to Houston. Also, shout out to D'Amico Ryans getting the job and another coach probably being a one-and-done in Houston, unfortunately. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, C.J. Stroud for me for Houston. As well have C.J. Stroud I, here. I did not go with C.J. Stroud. I mean, I guess it's what I want them to do because I, I don't think C.J. Stroud is as high of a quarterback as what as what even the draft board even puts him out to be. But I've got them I've got them bypassing CJ Stroud going for Will Levis. Will Levis is getting a lot of convo right now. So he is. That's not um, that's not I, too I, far. I fetched. looked at a, a couple of different draft boards. A lot of people have him number one yeah. overall. Yeah, to Indianapolis um, or something. To Indianapolis. Um but just me personally I think I mean I, me personally I think if Hendon Hooker didn't get injured, I think he would be the number one quarterback off the board. Not Bryce Young, just because of the type of year he had. Um, even though Bryce Young type has a, a much had, larger, honestly. a much larger um, scale of of game tape, I guess you could say. But, um, but yeah, I think it's kind of crazy what's going on with Will Levis right now. now I, I I will say this much: I do have CJ Stroud going the first round, but I don't have him going early. Okay. Uh, next up, third overall pick, Arizona. Um, with with the, how the trade is going out in my mind of Indianapolis and Chicago trading, I would love to see Arizona get Jalen Carter here because I out of Jalen Carter and Will Anderson, I would love the Bears to get Will Anderson, but I do have Will Anderson going here to Arizona. I think this is going to be a good good play for them and give them a dominant edge rusher that they desperately need. That's what I've got going. I got Jalen Carter going here. I did see that. I like that. I, I like that too, but I have Will Anderson as well. I also have Will Anderson. Um, I think because they they don't have talent Chandler Jones anymore. I, I haven't really been keeping up with them to be honest. But I mean, with losing with JJ Watt, I know he wasn't that major of a production. Right. Um, they desperately need an edge, and uh, Will Anderson is he's the in my opinion the best defensive player in the in this um in this draft. Uh, then with the fourth pick, um. In, in my case, the Bears would be here. Uh, everyone else is as well. I will say this. 
and I've said it before, and I almost put it in for my official 1.0, it will not shock me if the Bears trade down twice, but not out of the top 10. Uh, other trade candidates that I would watch for, Vegas, Carolina. Those are the two that I would watch for in the top 10. It just It's going to depend on a few different factors. Uh, number one, if the Bears even want to, or if they just want to go ahead and snag Jalen here. Uh, and two, just how much someone would offer and how desperate a team would be. And that's also going to factor into what Vegas and the Carolina can accomplish in the offseason. But I do have the Bears staying here for the fourth pick and not trading back down again, uh, and I have them take Jalen Carter. I've um, got Jalen Carter as well. I've got Jalen Carter as well. The only way I see Chicago trading back again, and I, I agree, I don't think it should – I honestly don't think it should be outside the top five, but outside of the top ten – I will agree either Carolina, Vegas, because I think if Will Levis does go in that top three uh, or top two and not Bryce Young and either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud fall, I think one of those two teams are going to reach um, yeah, to try to get, get one, whichever get one aggressive. doesn't get picked. And uh, so, a scenario that I could see playing out is like, let's say with an in, with the indie trade, they do like multiple first, a second, whatever, and like the Forrest Buckner right on. And then let's say Carolina wants to jump up. Send us DJ Moore. You know, you're desperate enough. You're desperate enough, right? You're already a shit franchise. Get it coming. Come on. We're, we're, uh, hey, we're, hey, we're cool setting here. You want Will Levis? Come on up. You want CJ? Come on up. Let's send, let's, you know, hey, we're cool. We're cool staying here, bro. You got to make it worth, worth our while. I really I think Ryan say, Poles is going to fleece in this draft. I think he's going to fleece some people. <laughs> I, I, I will say that if, if all goes to my plan, you will get your player here at number four, Will Anderson Jr. I would love that. But Jalen Carter is also good. All right, fifth pick, Seattle. Uh, I'm taking Miles Murphy uh, from Clemson. Uh, that was one of the better D-linemen in the draft right behind Jalen, in my opinion. I think this would be a good pickup for Seattle here. I also have Miles Murphy going here. I agree. I also have Miles Murphy going here. Four for four. Uh, Detroit, I think this is one that I will definitely be in a different stance from everyone on from what I've seen. Cause I've seen everyone else's mock drafts. I know you guys haven't seen each other's, but you know, since I'm running the server, I just kind of have to. Uh, we're trying to keep it secret for everyone here. Uh, for the Lions at the sixth pick, I actually have them going cornerback. Uh, I have them going cornerback, Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. I think this. Is, I think he's going to be the best corner out of this draft. Uh, I think you know while there is some other players in this board like a Tyree Wilson that they could grab here to pair with Aiden Hudson and would not shock me if they did that. You know Aiden Hudson is a is a next level animal uh, and I think they they obviously they need some help in the secondary and I think they're going to go ahead and snag it here. I, I like Devin Witherspoon here to the Lions. I have a cornerback as well, but Oregon Christian Gonzalez. I like that pick too. Um, I, I have like them. It. I like it as well. I have them sticking with Tyree Wilson. That's that's a fair um, pick. I I, fair. I I I I I th- I think the Lions is going is trying to fit the profile right. They're trying to get defensive line, offensive line, and build outside right. The way I would build that's the way I would build an, a a team, whether it's college, high school, pro, whatever. That's what I would do. Uh, secure those two lines, um, and then build out from there. Because, I mean, as I've stated on this show since I've been here, football games are won on the offensive-defensive line. Correct. So, um, honestly, I don't th- – the cornerbacks that have been mentioned, I also went cornerback as well, uh, just like um, just like Alex and Jacob did. 
I don't think it matters which corner they get, to be honest with you, because the three corners that we're going to mention, we mentioned three different corners. I've got Cam Smith out of South Carolina. I like that pick too, I honestly. Think they pick, <laughs> I, I think they pick up Cam Smith in this situation. There are four corners in this draft that I'm pretty high on, personally. And I don't think, yep. and personally, I don't think, I don't think any, I don't think, and honestly, I don't care who they pick here as far as a cornerback goes. They're not going to lose. They're not going to lose with this. There's no way they can lose with this. Detroit is in such a good spot. (laughs) They're in such a good spot, bro. All right, next up, Vegas at seven. Uh, So for my pick, adding on some context here, uh, for my 1.0 as of right now, I am going to yeet out the Hail Mary that people seem to believe is going to be, you know, the truth, and that is that Vegas will get their quarterback, and I believe that quarterback they will get will be Tom Brady. Um, I so that they're not going quarterback here. They're not going to go Will Levis, who's chilling. Uh, they're going to go for protection, and they're going to get Paris Johnson Jr. from the Ohio State, Ohio State University. I want ever. I want you boys to know. For his mock draft, every Ohio State player he had, he made sure to yeah, put the caps and caps out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want everyone I, to know I, that. My, my, orig- I, my original. <laughs> I have not seen his mug draft, but just watching his, uh, what, uh, seeing his player rankings and just seeing that kind yeah, of Yeah, that's true. It was on the go. player rankings, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of figured. Yeah, Paris hey, Johnson. we haven't trademarked. It is our thing. No no other college team can do that. It's will, our thing. I will say this, though. Paris Johnson Jr., while I think he will be the first tackle off the board, he is not my favorite tackle in this draft. I will say, for context for my pick... I, I like Alex, I think the Raiders go out and sign a quarterback, but I do not think they get the quarterback that they want because I think another team is going to offer him more money. I think the Raiders end up with Jimmy Garoppolo, but I also do think that the Raiders will pick up Paris Johnson Jr. Okay. And I do think he is the best tackle. It's a close. It's like very, very close between one and two tackles for this, but I, I do think he edges out Peter. I love Peter. He's my favorite. My my opinion, I have um, Paris going first, um, but I do agree. I think Peter is the best tackle in, in the draft. Who do you have I going in Vegas here? Do you have it Paris? Or No, I, I have them sticking with Will Levis. Okay. Will um, Levis I think even if they do bring in a Jimmy G, um, even though they do need that offensive line help, um they're going to need somebody groomed for the future of whoever they bring in, right? Uh, Jimmy G, whether it's Tom Brady, whether it's fucking whoever, um, they're going to need to be set up for the future, and I think um, they're confident Will Levis to do that. Okay. Ricky, what you got? Pick Peter out right. of Northwestern. I pick, I pick Peter to go, go over here. I respect that. All right, I, number eight, I'm Atlanta. Not, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. Skoronsky, I think is what it is. Yeah, yep. Skoronsky. Yep, yeah, that is, that is perfect. Fuck, I did it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number eight, Atlanta. I have them taken Tyree Wilson, who's fallen here in mine. He's fallen a few picks. Could potentially go all the way up to five. I think they're going to get a good edge rusher here for Atlanta. I'll go last for this pick. Yeah, he does need to go last. He does need to go last here. <laughs> <laughs> um... I have them going with um, another uh, D line D lineman here. Um, I have them going with Brian Brees from Clemson. I respect that uh, defensive tackle. So, Ricky, 
Jacob, who? I, I thought Jacob. No, uh, Jacob needs to be last. This is a this is a very <laughs> spicy one. I'm gonna be real with you. When it, when I he's saw probably, this on his list, I'm like, oh shit. Um, okay, okay, so okay, I, I didn't hear that part. My bad. Uh, I also have. I also agree with Shane. I've got Brian Breesy from from Clemson going here. All right, Jacob. <clears throat> what do you have happen here at the Ladies eight and number pick? We have a trade. The Baltimore Ravens send off Lamar Jackson. Atlanta. Baltimore gets eighth pick, the 44th pick, uh, 2024 first and second round, and defensive tackle Grady Jarrett. And with the eighth pick in the NFL draft, the Baltimore Ravens select the... Best quarterback, NFL-ready quarterback in the draft, Will Levis. Spicy. Very spicy top to bottom. <laughs> yeah, very spicy. I like it, though. I think I think it's pretty – I think it's cool. I, I'm here for it. If this ha- if this happens, I'm never doing one of these draft boards again. I'm just gonna go with whatever Jacob says. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell Jacob. I'm gonna tell Jacob, send me your draft board because that's what I'm going with. I'm going with all these picks. Even I don't care if you go in and be like, well, the Green Bay Packers are gonna send send him packing. I don't know to the New York Giants so that way they can get uh, Daniel Jones up to the Green Bay Packer area because they want they want him up real bad. And you know you know there's a farm out there that he owns anyway. You know what? I, I don't care what it is. If this happens, I want your draft board next year. I'm not doing a draft board. I'm telling you right now, it's not gonna happen. Man, listen, I, spicy. I'll make I'll make you a bet, Jacob. If you get that right, down to the picks, I me personally will fly you out and take you to a game in Dallas of your fucking choice. Ooh, oh shit! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! That's a deal. So so. Sh- so, so Shane, my board and his board are going to be the same. Do I get that same deal? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, number nine, I have Carolina. I, they're, they, I, I have them getting lucky here uh, with the quarterback falling down, Will Levis. Carolina's going to snag their guy. Well, uh, I, I have Carolina. <clears throat> oh, shit. Yep. I have Carolina yep. kind of <laughs> reaching here. They, I have them reaching. <laughs> For <clears throat> Anthony Richardson. <sighs> and hey, hey, listen, it's not me. I just think the Carolina front office is dumb as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to clarify that. He needs to clarify that. <laughs> listen, I I actually agree with Jacob. I, I Like I said, uh, I think I may have said this before the show. I've heard things in Carolina that from Carolina, not not personally, of course, but from like reports from other reporters saying that their front office likes Anthony Richardson a lot. And I have also have them taking Anthony Richardson. Richardson I bet they think the he's nice going to be Cam Newton 2.0. I, just, <laughs> I, honest, I honestly think they see what happened with Josh Allen when some, when a team took just complete raw talent and turned them into what he is now. And I think Carolina's dumb enough to think they can do that with Anthony Richardson. Jesus Christ. <sighs> I also have Carolina getting a quarterback, but it's not who any of you think would probably that it would be. I think they roll the dice to get Hendon Hooker. Oh. I think here's the reason why. Here's the reason why. 
Hendon Hooker, in my opinion, was the best quarterback in, in college football in the past two years. By To me, by far, if, if you go by the statistics that go in front of your face, he was by far the best quarterback in the last two years. And I know that I know his injuries have played a really big plague. I could be totally wrong here. I'm probably going to be totally wrong here. But the simple fact is that, you know, he does have a pretty serious injury. But if they go by the raw talent that he does have, and if they if they get the you know hit their medical team on him whatever the case may be, I think there's a potential chance. As stupid as they are, hopefully they'll f- figure out how to make a smart decision about this. But I think they could roll the dice and and go and pull the trigger at Hendon Hooker. I respect that. I love Hendon, man. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks in this draft, and I'm gonna say it right now, wherever he goes in the draft, the team is getting a fucking steal. And you know, yes, they are. and if I, if I was a team, yes, I would 100. percent snag him as early as I possibly can, personally. Yep. Like that's my opinion because like you know, yeah, he's got to go with the rehab and stuff. Rehab is already going great for him. He's set to start, I think, uh running full speed again. I think yeah, like what in a month, I think is what he said in an interview. Yeah, he said um, he said sometime in March. But also like I mean I gotta look at it like this. You know, hey, I'm a fucking NFL franchise. We have some of the top tier medical facilities on the fucking planet. Like, hey, you need to you know let, let's continue to make your rehab get even better. You know what I mean? So I, Hinton Hooker is gonna he's he's gonna have a great career and I'm here for it. Tenth uh, overall pick, Philadelphia. There was some kind of thought in my brain, like will they trade down here? Maybe, but at the same time, like why the fuck would they? They're already fucking amazing. Let's keep getting better. There's no let's, let's keep getting better and let's keep getting better in the secondary. They're already great. Let's add on to it. Christian Gonzalez, cornerback from Oregon. I got them taking a guy who fell right into their laps, Tyree Wilson from Texas. State. That's if he's there. Yeah. <laughs> I have them taking the second best tackle in the draft, Paris Johnson Jr. Okay. So, um, I, I, you guys, and like I said, this is my first time ever doing this. So it's 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 just one of those things. So I kind of left out Tyree Wilson just a little bit. I know I know he's got I know the talent level that he has and everything like that. But I went with the cornerback here. I went with the cornerback on this one. I've got Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. I like that though. He's one of my favorite ones from this draft. And 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 I know I know where I have Tyree Wilson. I have him very very low. I'm going to go ahead and tell you all that I do have him going very low. I do have him going the first round, but I have him low. But hey, we we've think... seen a fall before. Look what happened last year, Jermaine Johnson. He was potentially going to go like eight I, I, overall, and that's and that's and that's I mean, one of the things that I think of when I see because sometimes talent, talent like Tyree Wilson, there's just some teams that be like, you know what, we want this kid, but we might be okay at this part. And right now, I, right now, I really believe the Eagles are fine as far as defense goes. Um, and so I, in my opinion, I think they, I think they need to beef up their secondary just a little bit more. And that's why I'm gonna go ahead and go with Joey Porter Jr. I like that though. I mean, frankly, right now, it, it's really hard to see flaws inside of Philadelphia, in my opinion, because um, this true. is one of the best teams overall um, that we've seen in a, in a little bit. Another pick um, they could go here as well is they could just go offensive line, just because, you know, you have Kelsey and Lane Johnson, sure, but they're they're older. So offensive line would be also a play here. That's that's why I did go Paris Johnson. That, um, that's fair. Because of that reason. Um <clears throat> But I mean, and, and speaking of like these draft boards, you also got to think. Even if you may think a player may may be better than somebody, you also got to think these teams are not only thinking that, but what can what player can be a better impact 
the quickest, right? Yeah. What's the biggest need, you know? Like, in my opinion, you know, I think with Lane Johnson and Kelsey getting older, they're a little bit older on that offensive line, so they're going to want to get it younger. Um, when you have a, a, a solid secondary and solid defensive line and linebacking core with drafting the Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis last year. Facts, facts. All right, 11th pick, Tennessee. I have them drafting Taylor Lewan's replacement, uh, Peter Skowanski. 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 Yeah. Unless you get it right the first time and then you mess it up the second time. <laughs> you should you, listen to Animan Plus more and you'll figure that out. I do it all the time. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, I got him taking Peter here. I will say, if the Bears trade down a second time, I think the Bears are going to go for Peter personally. That's that's my personal idea and pick on that is Bears will go for Peter or Paris Johnson if we trade down again. But Peter falls out of the top ten, but right, slides in right here at, with Tennessee getting Taylor Lewan's replacement. I think Tennessee will be in the back of their mind. They if if. If there's any good quarterback right here, they might want to take a quarterback to replace yes, Tannehill. Yes, if, if yes. If any of the main three are here, they're taking a quarterback. Yeah, but I think all, since all, all the main three are gone by this point, I think uh, they're going to wait until the later rounds and they're going to trade for a quarterback. And I, I think that quarterback is going to be Trey Lance. Right here, I think Tennessee is going to take Peter uh, Skoronsky. I agree. Um, I have them also taking Peter Skoronsky, but as far as that, honestly, I would take Malik Willis right now. Just from raw talent standpoint, I would take him over Trey Lance. So why I I don't see that 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 trade helping them. I can take it, Paris Johnson Jr. Okay, twelfth uh, pick, Houston. So I for this pick, um, I got Houston looking around the room. I got Houston looking around the NFL, seeing how this uh, this whole mindset goes for a couple other teams that have this same thing going on, and uh, I think they're going to try to emulate the magic that they, they have in a couple situations such as Miami, Philly, and Cincinnati. And they're going to go for a nice little QB wide receiver combo. They're going to get Jackson Smith. I don't know his la- other part of his last name. I'm sorry. And Jigba. Thank you. Uh, they're going to go for Jackson. CJ and Jackson. Uh, CJ and Jackson will be their their, uh, their first-round draft picks. Try to emulate the same thing Cincinnati and Philly and Miami's gotten with that QB wide receiver college connection. Um. I I was gonna do that, but I think Quentin Johnson's the best, if not top two receiver in the league right uh, in the draft right now. Um, so I actually have them getting Quentin Johnson here, but it will not surprise me if they do go with um Jackson Smith, uh to to re, like you said, do what Cincinnati and and Philadelphia and Miami has all done with connections from college. Yep. See, I, I do think that Houston will go with a wide receiver here to help CJ Stroud, but the word is that the Houston front office is really, really high on Quentin Johnson right yeah. now. Yeah, I, I think Quentin that's Johnson was my original pick here. I think that's who they take. I've I've also got Quentin Johnson. I really struggle because I really like Jackson Smith. I really, I really, really like him. Uh, but I like I said with the Texans front office, everything like that Quentin Johnson is going to be the better fit. Listen, in my opinion. You wait another year, two years, get Marvin Harrison Jr., put him up there, bada-bing, bada-boom, you still have that college connection. And in my opinion, Marvin Harrison's going to be by far the best receiver in college by that time. I think he's going to be up for a Heisman next year. I agree. 
All right, 13th pick. Uh, so for me, and I think I think most of us have this as well, uh, I do have Green Bay and New York making the trade happen. Aaron Rodgers will be a Jet. Packers will have this pick at 13. Uh, and I will say the pick that I made, I already kind of wish I would change it. It will probably be changed on 2.0 because Shane – I really like your pick here because, honestly, I don't know if it was intentional on your part, but your pick was honestly big fucking brain because the pick that you made is a pick that New England could potentially snag at 14 right after this. So I really like your pick when I saw it, but for here at 13, I know they already have some developing weapons, but I have them getting a weapon here because they, there's so many on the board. I have them getting Jordan Addison, wide receiver from USC. Yeah, I have the exact same thing. It's yep. a big fuck you to Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Shane, now what is yours? Because I like yours a lot. Because I your pick, them, your picks that you have for Green Bay and drafting them in the order that you do, that's just big brain to me because, like, like I said, who you have at 13 for Green Bay is a pick that could potentially go to New England at 14, and they would want to snag them over that. I like your pick. Yeah, th- this is – so I have Aaron Rodgers going to one or two, one or two destinations. And unfortunately, Jets have a higher pick. Okay? So that's why he's going to be a New York Jet next year. Because my other option would be that Minnesota gets him somehow. Okay? But again, the Jets have a higher pick. Um, They're wanting to make moves now. Green Bay's wanting to to move on from Aaron Rodgers and and grow uh, Jordan Love. Um, And yes, I did put actual thought into this first draft board um unlike last year um and my pick is green bay packers with a 13th overall pick select michael mayer tight end notre dame because new england is there at 14 kind of fucks them up um because they're also looking for a tight end a lot amongst other things um so yeah michael meyer mayer tight end notre dame going 13 overall to green bay Shane, I've got the exact same thing for the exact same reasons. And the one reason I, I went ahead and went with Michael Mayer, because I was I was out. I'm not going to tell you my next pick now, but if it wasn't Michael Mayer, it's going to be my next pick, which the Patriots are going to snag in. But uh, the tight ends in this draft are not, as far as like depth goes, there's not too much depth. So you've really got to snag talent where you can snag it. And this yeah. is one of the key areas. This is one of the key areas the Packers need. I've also got Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame going to the Packers. Love I it. have I have two tight ends in 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 the first round. Um I was debating I on that. After too. that and after that it's a giant fall off. I don't think you probably see another one until the fourth, fifth round. Um maybe late, mid mid to late third, but I mean honestly it's it's those top two and then it there's a fall off. Yeah, I I'm gonna agree with you, but here's here is one sleeper. For the entire NFL draft, there's going to be one sleeper, whether he gets drafted or not, he's going to make one hell of a tight end. Tucker Craft out of South Dakota State. Watch out for this guy. This guy is purely talented. He's very, very good. I agree to that. I actually like him a lot. Uh, 14th pick, New England. I have them here beefing up their offensive line with uh, Broderick Jones from Georgia. I have New England picking up Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. I like that pick. I could see him going corner here, too. I like that pick. I like that pick as well. I've got Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma going here. Nice. I have them going defensive line, Lucas Van or is Vaughn. it Va- Van or Vaughn? Vaughn Ness. Vaughn. Vaughn from okay. Iowa. Okay. Uh fifteenth pick, Green Bay again. Uh I have him beefing up the D line a little bit here with Brian Brees from Clemson who fell this far. 
I have them going offense yet again and getting an offensive tackle, Broderick Jones. Good pick. I agree with Jacob. I have them continuing to give Aaron Rodgers the double bird after trading him <laughs> away to two picks prior and picking up Zay Flowers receiver. Double weapons, man. That's oh, double dipping. I love that. I love it. All right, Washington Commanders. I have them beefing up the secondary a bit here, although it would not shock me if they go D-line because I don't know if they'll be able to re-sign Deron Payne. Um, I have, but I have them right now going Cam Smith, cornerback, South Carolina. I have them going tight end here, and I have them going Michael Mayer, but I will say that whoever picks up Sam Laporta from Iowa in the second or third round is going to get the best deal at, at tight end, honestly. Respect that. Nah, it's, 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 it's big, big respect. I, re- I really struggle with these cornerbacks, y'all. I really, really struggle with these cornerbacks because there's so many good ones. I've got Christian Gonzalez going here from okay. Oregon. i got Christian Gonzalez going here. Um, This was really hard for me because I don't have a corner or a secondary player going up until this point. Um, and it was super hard for me to choose between the top – four guys, five guys that I that I have on my board. Um but I have Washington going Brian Branch from Alabama. I like that. Um book. kind of a safety hybrid player. Um Washington's known to kind of get players from Alabama. They like that kind of funnel um from them. So I have them going Brian Branch from Alabama. 17th uh with Pittsburgh. I actually have them getting the son of the guy who was an absolute stud for them. I have them getting Joey Porter Jr., cornerback from Penn State. I have them going cornerback as well, but I have them going Cam Smith. Good pick. I have them going corner as well. Um, Devon Witherspoon from Illinois. Uh, I'm a suck. I got, I got a D tackle. I got Sakaya uh, Ika from Baylor going here. That's not a bad pick, though. That's not a bad pick. All right, uh, 18th, and again, my 2.0 will probably be very different because, honestly, if I, if we think this Aaron Rodgers thing is going to happen and Michael Mayer going higher, yeah. But for here, I actually have Dan Campbell getting Michael Mayer. You know, we got a you know, tight end head coach here. You know, you just traded away a hawk the cock this past season. It's time to get a replacement, baby, and who better than Michael Mayer who fell down to 18 here for me? Um, I actually tossed up two players for this spot. Uh, a corner, or the what my opinion is the best tight end in, in, in the draft, um, and Dalton Kincaid. Um, but I do have them going corner, uh, Christian Gonzalez. I like how we all have different different top tight ends in our yeah. minds. <laughs> uh, I have the Detroit Lions going D-tackle here from Clemson, Brian Breezy. I like that pick. I like that pick. Uh, I have the lines going rod receiver. This is where I put Jackson Smith, uh, whatever you say, however you say his Jackson Smith in Jigba. I mean, look, if, if he's there at this point, I could, I could definitely see it. I mean, honestly, got to think for a sec, boys, on mine. There's still one receiver that I have not named yet. Uh, one of the bigger names being Quentin Johnson is, as, is falling for me right now. Um, so, I mean, it, it wouldn't shock me if a team just said, fuck it, we'll go ahead and snag him. Uh, Tampa Bay at 19, I have them beefing up the O-line because they desperately need it, the interior line, especially the probably the only interior lineman that will go in the, in the first round, Osiris Torrance from Florida. I have them taking Lucas Van Ness. I like it. 
I like it. So, um, I will probably definitely, definitely, uh, and 2.0, I will probably not have this pick in my 2.0. <laughs> I've got the Buccaneers taking CJ Stroud. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's still he been taken for you. I just realized that. Damn. <laughs> he's, not, he's not been taken for me. I, I'm telling you guys, I just I don't think he goes high up. That's just well, my opinion. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm curious totally to, I'm totally, to hear your reasoning. I could reasoning. be totally wrong. No more Tom Brady. You got to get a quarterback. Will no, 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 no. Will Levis I'm curious. Is gonna be gone. I'm curious to hear your reasoning that a two-time Heisman candidate falls this far. I don't think he's that good. I really don't. Hmm. I don't. I think he's overrated. Okay. I honestly think he's overrated. We'll have to, no, no, we'll, we'll have to dive into that. that. We'll have to dive into that uh, in in future draft episodes. I'm Listen, looking. real quick. I was I was for CJ Stroud personally. Believe me, I'm much rather be in Tampa Bay than Tech than Houston. Believe Facts. me, so <laughs> that would be a lot better for his career, yeah, personally. 100%. Yeah, honestly, though, that new head coach is looking mighty fine in Houston. Yeah, mighty um, fine to get fired in a year. But here, I have Tampa Bay going Nolan Smith, Edge from Georgia. Okay. Uh, number twenty, Seattle, back up again. There's a couple of different ways they can go here, uh, but in my opinion. Uh, one of the best safeties on the board is here. Why not fucking get him? Brian Branch from Alabama. I got them going cornerback here from Georgia. Keely Ringo. If he's still there, I've got Tyree Wilson. This is where I put Tyree Wilson on the board. Okay. I have Anton Harrison off the tackle from Oklahoma. Hey, no wrong with that. They just got Charles Cross, I think, adding another one. Oh, battles one in the trenches, baby. All right, Chargers, number 21 pick. Uh, Antoine Harrison, offensive tackle from Oklahoma for me. Pair him on the other side of Rashawn Slater. I got them getting another offensive weapon in Zay Flowers from Boston College. Okay. Um, I uh, have them I... go. Oh, go ahead, Ricky. Oh, no, you're good. Um, I have them beefing up that interior line. Um, I mean, that's been a big concern for the last two years. Um, I have them going Broderick Jones, tackle from Georgia. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I have them going offensive tackle as well. I've got Jalen Duncan out of Maryland. Okay. Okay. Uh, number 22, Baltimore. Finally off the board here for me. Quentin Johnson getting a good weapon in Baltimore. I got Baltimore going with Jackson Smith and Jigba with, with Levis in town and a new offensive coordinator on the way. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is the best uh, wide receiver going into this draft. Um, I have Lamar Jackson staying in Baltimore, um, but I do have him, them still getting Jackson Smith and Jigba and um, helping Lamar Jackson on the outside. And, and I, I had Jackson Smith going pretty early because, uh, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. He'd be a good fit for Baltimore. I think he's a better fit for Detroit, though. I've got Jordan Addison going here out of USC. Okay. okay. 23 pick, Minnesota. Uh, I've got him getting uh, Trenton Simpson, best linebacker of the draft here. I, I got said Minnesota what I said. getting. Uh, I got Minnesota getting probably – the, I, I would say the best cornerback in the draft, but he's a little undersized, but he fits well in Minnesota's cover six that they love to do. They rarely call man, and they rarely call any other thing except for cover six, and that's Joey Porter Jr. like it. I like it. Um, I have them going corner as well. 
um, helping them out in a spot where they desperately need, but I'm have them going Cam Smith from South Carolina. Uh, I went the total opposite way. I had an offensive lineman. Um, I, I've got Dewan Jones out of Ohio State. Okay. Uh, next up, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I have them going Keely Ringo here, beefing up the secondary. Got them getting guard from Florida, Osiris Torrance. I like that, though. Um, I have them also helping the secondary, but um, having – fallen this far in my board um as i'm taking joey porter jr love that one love that one yeah so i've I've got the i've got one here that i know alex would love to see it's probably not going to happen but um i've got zay flowers at boston college i would love that but i keep mine we're in calvin ridley next year that is very true, but yeah. I, like I said, I think never I think wrong with more up weapons. Wide receiver. Yeah, I, I think this is. I think that the reason, my reasoning behind this, it's one of those deals where, do you want to let go of this talent? Because he has pure, he has some, he has, Zay Flowers is a pretty good talent. Um, so that that's that was my thinking on this. Do I let this talent go, or do I go in a secondary uh, position? So that that's my thinking behind it. Gotcha. Uh, next up, the Giants, New York football Giants. I am getting Zay Flowers here. I got them getting Josh Downs, wide receiver from North Carolina. Okay. I also have receiver, the fourth and last receiver off of my board, um, Jordan Addison okay. from USC. Um, I went a stretch on the wide receiver. Of course, I already had Jordan Addison taken off the board. I've got Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee. Mm. Okay, that is okay. All right, all right. Dallas Cowboys. I will say it's going to be tickling Jerry Jones' penis here that there's going to be Drew Sanders on the board. You know he loves his Arkansas Razorbacks. Uh, but I got uh, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. I got them going linebacker here. I got them going with Trenton Simpson from Clemson. Okay. I think that he has similar builds to Michael Parson. And I think that he's going to be able to uh, to be a lockdown on the second level for the Cowboys while Parsons, Parsons is on the edge. Um, I also have them going linebacker. And I like the Drew Sanders pick here, but at the end of the day, Drew Sanders is a smaller um, kind of guy. He can't really play inside that well. He is an edge type guy, but you already have... Michael Parsons there. Um, so I also have them taking Trenton Simpson. So I went a totally different direction on this one. Uh, for the simple fact is you have no idea what's going to happen with Zeke. Uh, if they want to go ahead and let him go. And then you also take into consideration is Tony Pollard going to be 100% healthy. Ooh. If they do end up letting Zeke go, I think they go running back here. B. John Robinson out of Texas. I like that. I okay. like that so much. Okay. Well, for my I, point, go ahead. There is only maybe three or four teams left that I have uh, Bijan going to uh, in the last part of this draft here. Um, Cowboys was definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, especially because I think they're going to be stuck with Zeke because of the money. And I don't think they're going to have the money to re-sign Pollard. Pollard will go somewhere else next year, unfortunately. So I do have them um, possibly taking a running back here. But I feel like they need a, a 
a bigger need in that Trenton Simpson help that defense out. So yeah. And for my 27th pick for Buffalo, I actually have B. John Robinson going here for Buffalo. They need a run game. If B. John Robinson is here at 27, Buffalo needs to fucking grab him. I don't care if it's considered a reach. They need to grab him. They need a running game. That's not Josh Allen. Yeah, I got I got Buffalo also taking Bijan Robinson. Although I can really see them taking Mohammed Ibrahim from Minnesota because I think he fits their scheme better. Um, that definitely went into um, my thought here. Um, that's why I have Buffalo getting um, Osiris Torrance, offensive lineman from Florida. Okay. Yeah, if B, I agree with you, Alex. If Bijan is still here, I, I think I think Buffalo will snag him. Uh, but I'm going to assume that the Cowboys are going to be smart about their draft this year and actually pick him up. So I've got Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. Okay, okay. Uh, 28th pick, Cincinnati. I got uh, them going with Nolan Smith here. I know they need to go offensive line, but all the best ones that are really first-round grades are here, and I feel like anyone you get from here may be a little bit of a reach. There are some other candidates that could get picked here, like Cody from uh, North Dakota State, and there's a couple others, but uh, I, I feel like they're going to you know, maybe go edge rush here. One The best edge rush it. still on the board. I got them picking Cody Mouse from North Dakota State because I, I, I honestly think That's he fair. might be a hidden gem. That's fair. Um, I have the Bengals getting Antonio Johnson safety from Texas A&M. Okay. I Hope also have secondary. them get Antonio. I also have them get Antonio Johnson. Okay. Uh, 29th pick. We didn't even talk about this because honestly, we didn't have time to get to it. But of course, Sean Payton is now the head coach of the Denver Broncos. Uh, so that means New Orleans does have this pick and Jacob even called out in his mock draft weeks, you know, like a week and a half ago, we had that already lined up. So for the 29th pick with New Orleans Saints, I have him getting Shikai Ika, I think is how you pronounce his name, defense alignment from Baylor. I will second that. Okay. I will say if um, you saw the first picture that I sent, yep, yep. I did have Green Bay, um, or not Green Bay, Denver taking him here. Yep. But I think um, a guy just below him won in the rankings that the Saints may like a little bit better. Homegrown guy, BJ Ojolari from LSU. So um, I did not change my pick. Um, I did not change my – I meant to change it before I submitted it again. I meant to change the whole thing because originally I had the Broncos taking Drew Sanders here. Um with the Saints, I think I'll go with Keelon White at a Georgia Tech. Okay. Okay. Uh, 30th pick. So this, of course, is not set in stone. It's going to depend on the Super Bowl. But as of now, I got KC losing the Super Bowl. And I have them beefing up their secondary with Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M because they need secondary help. I got them picking up B.J. Ojolari. Good pick. LSU. I have them, the Chiefs, losing of course, and I have them picking up the best tight end in the draft board, Dalton Kincaid. Okay. Well, they already have a tight end named Travis Kelsey, so I really think go tight end. Um, I did went ahead. I, I think if Osiris Torrance, if he's still on the board, which according to my board he still is, I believe they snag him. Okay. And lastly, now, the – What? Real, real, real quick, I just want to kind of – this. So my kind of – Graphs from Dalton Kincaid 
um, his draft comparison is actually Kelsey. With Kelsey, no, don't get me wrong. You're, Kelsey you're wanting them to have two in, Kelseys. In the, in the league yeah, right now. Yeah, you got to get back up, yeah. Yeah, um, with, with Kelsey getting older, why not have him actually be groomed by the guy he's compared to? Okay. That's, uh, I agree, I agree okay. with that. I, I can agree with that. All right, and lastly, the Super Bowl winner, Philadelphia Eagles. I have them actually getting Drew Sanders here from Arkansas. I have them uh, going defense again this year, uh, or for the second time this year, and Brian Branch from Alabama. I will say that the 49ers do not have a pick in this first round, but I do have them signing Tom Brady in the offseason. You have who signing Tom Brady? Sorry. San Fran. The 49ers. Gotcha. Um, this was kind of a reach. I, I believe this guy is a first-round talent. Um, we spoke about him earlier. Um, I have him, the Eagles, taking Bijan Robinson to have a massive backfield with him and Miles Sanders. That's bad to say. I like I like it as well. I went with Luke Weipler. I don't like that pick, um, but I, I figured why not? It's an offensive lineman. Okay. And the last I will, little, cha- I will change that pick. And the last little note for me is obviously I did not have Anthony Richardson going in the first round. I believe it is all smoke and nonsense. Uh, I truthfully do. I believe it will be a situation of last year of 2022 draft. I, I really do. I, I don't think – a team, uh, there might be one or two teams that might uh, go, get a little gun happy with it, but I do think teams will come to their senses and uh, not take him in the first round. But, you know, that could obviously change depending on how pro days and combine goes. But as of now, no AR-15 in the first round. Uh, so, yeah, Mock Draft 1.0 is locked in. We'll be posting it over at Twitter at TerribleFBShow and our respective Twitters if we want. It's up to you boys. Uh, as well as the website, Sporky3.com. You can sign up for free. We sign up five bucks a month. And honestly, if you boys want to post them in the Discord, feel free to post them there as well. Uh, I, sent you, I sent you all you guys the picture, uh, so you guys can do that if you'd like. Um, make sure to join the Discord. You can come chat with us. We're going to wrap the show because um, apparently I've had food ready for like 20 minutes. Uh, and I've been getting yelled at. <laughs> because food On is like side, done and it plated. Didn't last, <laughs> it didn't last an hour and a half. Draft, the draft board only lasted about 47 minutes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, 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 we'll definitely get to have more time to go more in-depth for draft stuff once Super Bowl's done. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. But uh, boys, last thoughts? I'm excited for season three. Yeah, season three is about to be one. here for this show. This is some of the, my favorite time of the year when um, on my free time I get to just watch tape and stats and combine stuff on these players and really get to know them. Because I'm going to be honest with you, um, this year and last year I haven't had time to watch a lot of football. Um, so this is kind of the time on my free time that I get to do that um, and kind of catch up on what these guys can do uh, on the field. So, Jacob, Ricky, got anything? I can't wait to go see a Cowboys game. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, now I, I did say, no, I did say like it, like the like what the that trade exactly has to happen, like exactly oh, yeah. how you have it. Oh, oh well, he's confident. Right. He's confident. Rick, you got anything? Yeah, I'm gonna come up with some, my my two point. I'm gonna come up with some weird draft Ooh. situation like Jacob did, and <laughs> hopefully one of you guys will make a bet with me. Hey, I've been right so far in this offseason with if the Cowboys you, and with the trade. If you for, want the best you know, chance Peyton, of that happening, you are two for yeah. You are three for three, my friend. Yeah, you are three for three. No, you I, three I will. I will say I don't doubt that it that it could happen, but exactly how he said it with the picks and everything. Come on, did yeah, you put like a seventh round pick? <laughs> did you say like a seventh round pick as well? 
I said Baltimore gets the eighth pick, the 44th pick, the first and second round pick for next year, and defensive tackle Grady Jarrett. <laughs> oh, if this happens, if this happens, Legendary. I swear, you're sending me your board and I put my name on it. Ricky's never messing with it again. He's just like, hey, just let me <laughs> never. Yeah, it's like, let no. me have yours. It's done. It's done. Now, Rick, if you want the and best chance for something wild to get a bet out of it, I guess do something wild with the Bears, and I'll definitely make a bet with you. You'll definitely get something out of me if you go really outlandish with it. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. All right. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap up. Uh, we'll be back next week, of course. Uh, looking forward to it leading up to Super Bowl week. Until next time, guys, have a good one. Later.